hit people with it. Oh, oh cool. my god, it's recording. A robot. Why is it recording <laughs> twice? Uh, um, don't ask. You get Craig and you get uh, Gyark, which is the backup to Craig. Uh, okay. Craig fails, you have a backup file, so you yeah. don't... Uh, it's, right. cr it's Craig's understudy. Okay. Yes. <laughs> now, um, uh, I'll leave you to quickly debate among yourselves why... Uh, so the four of you are in a group together heading north. North, why? you say? Why? Mm. Are you... A team? Are you just all going the same way, and are 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 close together? Um, do any of you, uh, right off the top of your head, think I've got a good good grounding for an adventuring party? Uh, well, I'm a mercenary, so I go where the money is. So if they're paying me, I'm with them. Otherwise, I'm just going in the same direction. Or if I'm being paid to go in the same direction. All right. Well, I have a job in that direction, so I'm just heading that way. I met up with these strangers on the road and figured I'd hang out a bit. Oh, right. to know so them. You're all you're all heading to the city of Greyforge. Um, let's say, let's say Biff Littlefoot, famed yes. magician. Mm -hmm. You've got a gig. You've got a gig to play at the court of the Lord of Greyforge, and you've. Uh, hired a mercenary for your protection uh, on your way up there because as a wizard you know just how squishy you are mm -hmm. and let's see uh cam you said you're just along for the ride mm -hmm. all right ryan i'm a nobleman a dwarven nobleman i'm uh out looking for uh magical curiosities i'm a little bit slow in my studies and uh looking to increase my repertoire of spells mm. now what what race is everybody here by the way in, in uh i guess we should quickly introduce our characters yeah that's probably a good idea yeah uh give me that i guess i'll go first so i'm crawl i am a baron she we are a Insectoid race, similar to that of a Hercules or rhinoceros beetle. Cool. Um, we are bipedal. We've got shell-like skin. Uh, and we're known for being wandering nomads, predominantly. So my character carries all of his belongings on his person. And atop his backpack on his back... He has built a small platform with a small tent in which rests his ever-faithful traveling companion, Chompers, the capybara. A capybara. Yeah, Chompers found me on the road and took me in as one of his own. I will capybara. never forget that. Capybara are the best rodents. Griffin, you want to hit us up? I am Biff Littlefoot world's greatest magician not wizard magician mainly yes. do children's parties because ah, i am a halfling uh, and i am a wizard and i one time blew up a book trying to learn magic and now i'm out here doing magician gigs i only do magic so i can make my gigs even better yep fair and i kind of sound like zap brannigan <laughs> keep old boy and you hired mm -hmm. me right 
Yes, I did. Hi. Okay. Is I insisted on trying to ride on your back, but you said that would cost extra. Oh, uh, yes, fair. Um, I tried later again, and you were like, hmm. Will. Uh, yep. Um, I'm Prexajandalin Barash. Uh, I'm a dragonborn. Gesundheit. Yes. Um, I, I uh, am kind of, well, an intimidating looking dude. And I work for money. I've been hired by the halfling. Uh, I have only one good eye. My other, my left eye doesn't work so well. It's a long story. Uh, and my prized possessions too. are my very nice dark blue cape and my uh, my broken sword. It's also a long story. It's a trophy, you see. He tripped over a rock once when he had his sword out. It just... <laughs> oh, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, and uh, you're a green dragonborn, I right? am a green dragonborn, yes. So I am a poison dragonborn. Um, and I have gold scales as well, oh, because my all the draconic ancestry is, um, is gold dragons. So I'm a mix of uh, green and gold. He's a mutt. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mostly green, though, but yes. Oh, and my eyes are orange as well. And uh, Ryan, that leads you. I'm playing Corlash Lightspark, Mountain Dwarf uh, Noble Wizard. Uh, my family is uh, renowned for uh, being in the clergy, uh, high, high members. They were most disappointed that uh, I decided to go with the arcane path. Um, I do... Uh, feel a, a duty to those of authority above me and i also expect those of you below me to respect me as well that means you biff <laughs> <laughs> now i'm gonna um well. i'm gonna i'm gonna change things up now now you said uh ryan you're, you're always looking <clears throat> for for more mystical knowledge for for um you're looking to to expand your your wizardly worldview. Yes. All right. Let's say, let's let's change who's paying who then. Um, uh. Let's say dwarven noble that uh, you are hoping to ingratiate yourself at the court of of Greyforge, and Greyforge is this famed crossroads city. Uh, it's it's at the crossroads of of a river. You know, it is it is the port. Downriver lies the ocean. Upriver goes all the way to the capital. Um, and in, through Greyforge, everybody comes from all over the continent. Uh, you know, and it is a it is a it is a, is a a byway uh, for all sorts. And the library at Castle Greyforge is considered to be not the largest in the world, but perhaps one of the most varied. And we'll say that that you're hoping to ingratiate yourself with the Lord of Greyforge as a fellow nobleman. So you have hired uh, a Biff Littlefoot, traveling magician, um, to to put on a performance for his lordship. And you also have, uh, uh, you know, if you've, you've hired a mercenary for protection, Dragonborn. Your name I've already forgotten. Uh, Barash. Barash. Thank you. Yeah. Barash, right, is, we'll Barash is his like first name. Yeah. Uh, he puts he, they put the family name first where he comes from. Okay, so it's Brush uh, Kra 
Craw. Uh, the the fighter Barash Biff and Ryan. What was your nobleman's name again? Corlash. Corlash. Thank you. Okay. Kra Barash Biff Corlash. Oh, good. Those <laughs> will blur together. We yeah. sound yeah. like we're trying to summon a demon if you call us all at the same time. Uh, yes. Oh. Either or that, or uh, or we may or may not be uh, be able to stop an unstoppable robot from space. Yes, I was going to say the same thing. Kratu burrito nikto. And Kra, you've just kind of attached yourself to the party. Yeah, I happened across them traveling on the road and right. figured, hey, this Greyforge place sounds interesting enough. Yeah. yeah he he um, freaks me out a bit because I've never seen a bug person before. Yeah, you probably haven't. They're, they're, they're rare-ish. Um, uh, not as rare as some. Um, <clears throat> let's see, do I want to read any of this? Any of this descriptive what's, text? What's the name of the nobleman that I'm trying to uh, befriend? Uh, it, the city is Greyforge, and they are the lords of Greyforge. Forge. Uh -huh. uh, technically, they're the Yokul family. That's their family name. Um, J-O-K-U-L-L. Yokul. But um, uh, his, his lordship is just known as the Lord of Greyforge. Got to be careful with these Greyforge Yokuls. Yeah. <laughs> You you cool you you there's there's a umla or the two dots over the o. Yes, umla. Um, yeah, uh, I could give you if you wanted more detail before we begin. It's one fine. of y'all could give me a history check. Otherwise, we can just get into it. Okay, I'm I'm good. Okay, all right. So you've been heading north from you know, wherever you you were, the south. That's yes. good enough to say the south, uh, and. The journey started off fine, relatively un un unmemorable. Um, but as you get close to the Greyforge, uh, you start to see more people coming down the road. At first, it was just uh, single people, uh, looking like they'd kind of been been roughed up a little, and they had a, a haunted, haunted look about them. They did, they wouldn't speak if you tried to speak to them. They just pushed on by, like hurrying moving very, very quickly, even though some of them seemed injured. They just kept moving. And, you know, the close you get, that was that was day, you know, that was day five of the journey. By day six, it's whole groups, like, like you know, five to ten people uh, just moving down the road, pushing past you. They've got their, you know, they've they're they're they clinging to whatever they walk by politely like they no just no they're, they're they're well I mean they're not like rude but I mean they're hurrying and they're not stopping um, oh. and they kind of push around you if you don't get out of the way they 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 don't look back they're just staring forward and they've got so like some of them have carts with like furniture piled on them and you can start to smell early on like wood smoke. Um, and they're they're dirty and they're they're scared looking and they're running and um, finally finally on this on this sixth day of travel uh, near you know, the sun is starting to set the evening is coming on um, and and you you start to climb a hill as the road climbs up a hill and as you crest the hill 
<clears throat> In the distance lies a large city sprawled across a river. Black smoke and bright cinders billow from the south bank, where the whole city blocks are charring to ash. On the lower northern bank, the city is drowning. Floodwaters swallow entire neighborhoods. In the center of the river, raised on an island promontory, half of a castle, its walls ripped away and inner rooms exposed, seems in danger of tumbling off its cliff. The odd chunk of rubble crashes under buildings below. Down the river, a catamaran is drifting, its sails and decks awash in fire. To the north and west of the city, what was once fields and farmlands is now a slowly filling ocean. In many places, the water would be above your head. The wind is acrid in your mouth, bitter with the taste of ashes. Closer to you, the next hillside over, is a city's worth of tents, displaced furniture, and grimy refugees. A group of soldiers in dirty and often incomplete suits of armor approach the party. At their head is a one-armed woman with a fierce gaze in her eye. Halt, adventurers, she calls out, her hand hovering near a massive axe at her hip. A friend, I beg you to listen to our plea. What plea is that? <clears throat> Hang on, I have to scroll down. Uh, I haven't organized this properly. Uh, <laughs> Okay. Uh, so the woman approaches you closer and she's bullheaded she's got one arm she's tall she's broad, broad shoulders her hair is kind of cropped in a soldier's cut um cut and she too seems to be only wearing half armor like not like a literal suit of half armor but but um you know she's got a breastplate but only you know one pauldron and one boot on and she rides closer to you and she just gestures behind you to the to the city and she says my city is burning i can see yes it is a bit what of is a dump, isn't it <clears throat> biff turns to the lord that hired him and says no refund. You still have to pay me. <laughs> Noted. Uh, when you say your city is burning, is are you then one of the lords of Greyforge? I am Nora Yokul, eldest daughter of the Lord of Greyforge. Ah, pleased to make your acquaintance. I am Prexajandalin Barash. Perhaps you've heard of me? And she just kind of stares at you. And her hair is, you're close enough now that you can see her hair is stinged. And her one arm, that wound is pretty fresh because blood is leaking into the bandage around her. And she just blinks at you for a moment like she's... Don't feel bad. I didn't know him either. <laughs> she, she just blinks at you like she's only sort of there. <clears throat> um, I apologize for my companions. Uh, Nora Yokul, I have traveled to meet with your family. Um, is there anything that I can do to aid you in this time? Come join our campfire, and we will see if the four of you 
might lend us aid. Do we even need campfires? I mean, most of your city is burning. Ayo. <laughs> and she, her hand tightens on her, on, on the hilt of her sword. And you can see her knuckles go quite right white. And she just scowls at you. But then she nods to you, Corlash, uh, recognizing you as a, as a fellow noble. Uh, but the look is... It's a look that says, get your retainers in line. <laughs> Understood. If they continue to act out, I shall find new help. Yeah, she doesn't, she doesn't say it out loud, but it's a look. Like, yeah, um, I'm responding to the look. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, then she swivels around, and and the group of you follow her. I'm presuming you follow her. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Good, excellent, good. That helps, makes the story work better. And says, "Can I give her my business card? Is that all right? Is this a good moment to do that?" Can I, I just would think not. Oh, fine. Thought about it. And the, so you ride through the tent city, and it is it is a tent city. They're just, it's not even tents exactly. It is what people had to make a shelter it is sheets it is blankets it is coverings you'd normally use to rub down horses it's strings of, of clothing it's it's rubble um and you're not in the city you're, you're on the hill overlooking it and and um you know the city just sits there and burns and the mountain looms behind it as the as the flames crackle upwards and the stench is just now that you're in the mass of people, they stink. Everything stinks. It's, it's appalling. Um, but she reaches, uh, reaches, reaches a campfire uh, uh, near the outskirts of the camp. And it doesn't look, nothing about it makes it stand out from any of the other tents around it. It's just as grubby and chewed up as anyone else, as anywhere else. And, um, she nods to 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 a man who's sitting at the fireside, and uh, he's slight and he's slender, and he's got his his hairs in a high top knot. But you can see the familial resemblance between the two. Um, and she she nods to him, and says, "Garvin, I saw the four of these heading up the road. Well, they look better equipped than we are." And he just kind Thank of you. looks the four of you over and just kind of clicks his tongue for a moment and then shakes his head and he stands and he straightens his shoulders and he bows very, very formally, very low and says, <clears throat> the Yokul family welcomes you to the hospitality of Greyforge. <clears throat> thank uh, you. What, the, what there is I'm, I'm going to do a big flourish with my hand and bow and say, ah, I thank you, sir. I am Prexigandolin Barash. Perhaps you've heard of me? No one, I think, has heard of you here. I'm afraid I have not had the pleasure. Well, it is good to meet a, a fellow man of culture, at the very least. I've been surrounded by hoodlums for so long. You've no idea. Hmm, in indeed. Uh, he doesn't seem to quite know what to make of this. Um, but he... he... He, he gestures to his campfire and, and offers you 
um, what they have, which is a crust of bread and some old dried fish and some some water, and he 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 hands them out on on like broken wooden slats, <clears throat> very formally bowing to you as as he does so, and his fla face is is just dark in a flush. He's so clearly mortified to be doing this, to be offering you a, a crust of bread. But every time he does, he holds out the plate and says, uh, the, the, the hospitality of Greyforge. I offer him my humble thanks. Would and you like I, to see a card trick? When he offers me the crust of bread, uh, Craw will I'll, thank you. And we'll offer him some rations in return. Uh, when he offers it to me, I'm going to say, well, this is a paltry feast, isn't it? And he looks at, at his sister, and she just kind of shrugs and goes, I'm afraid our hospitality is not what it should be. Things haven't been the same since Harbinger arrived. Harbinger? Who is Harbinger? Is this Mass Effect? No. Um, Garvin points behind him, uh, and he goes, You see that mountain over there? What, yes. the fiery one? I have good eyes. No, the mountain's not fiery. The fire's in the city. Ah, um, sorry. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> that wasn't there a week ago. If you notice, it's breathing. Oh. Breathing? Oh, dear. Are mountains inclined to do that in this land? Uh, no. Uh, as the DM, I can tell you, no. Um, uh, does someone want to look at the mountain? Want to give me, uh, you know, a, a for mm, perception? Uh, is it on my sure left thing. or on my right? It's in front of you. Oh, it's right in front of me. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, eventually. Okay. In, fair. In like about two miles. About two miles. In Biff's defense, everything is a mountain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I might be looking in the wrong direction. <laughs> <laughs> Could someone exactly point us towards the mountain, like, or possibly pick me up on their shoulders so I may see it? <laughs> I'm kind of stuck I... down here in a group of tents. Can I pick up the tiny man? Yes. Sure. Sure. Um, I, I hoist him up and rest him on my shoulders in front of the tent. All right. Now who wants to see a card trick? I'm up high. <laughs> we don't want ready. to see any of your card tricks. Everyone's having a bad day. Just let them Look, see one thing. That's the breathing mountain. Oh, yes. I grew uh, up yeah. under a mountain. They don't yes, want to. Someone did it could, could anyone make me a perception check, please? Yes. Uh, I rolled a 12. <laughs> A twelve. All right. I rolled four. I don't even know what my perception four. is. Uh, I will roll perception. Sure you know, mountain. You can't see more than three feet. All right. How oh, mine is minus two. So, how do I roll perception? Do I just hit perception? Uh, yeah. If you, if you don't have a, oh yeah, I'll send you a dice roll. If you don't have any dice on. No, there. I have. Um, also, we have dice bots in the podcast recording channel. Oh. So Brian and I just slash R. Oh, yeah, that also works too. I rolled an 11 on perception. Okay. Uh, highest was 12 there? Yes. Okay. It's not easy to see because 
Grey Forge is burning. The sun is going down. There's a lot of smoke, and it's let's say about a mile and a half off. Um, but as you as you squint at this mountain, you realize it is breathing, and you can just you can just make out. You know, as 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 last the sun starts to slip behind the horizon, you can just make out bulges and and what might be legs like it's not it's not um it's not sitting on the ground it's standing this thing is is a creature but it is a creature at a scale you have never conceived of that is nightmarish and uncanny what is it oh it is the harbinger yes you you did say that already but Harbinger what is it? of all our woes, I wish we knew. And he looks to his sister, Nora. And she, she just shakes her head and goes, Six nights ago, I was asleep in my bed. And when I awoke, half the castle was gone. And I was hanging from what had once been my floor gazing down across a city that was burning. I Why did it my attack arm you? Off. Oh. We've been asking ourselves for six days. Sorry, her accent keeps changing. I apologize. <clears throat> um, we've been asking that question for six days, and no one seems to know it. It wasn't even really an attack. I've yet it to meet looks... anyone who saw it come. Many were asleep. It was the middle of the night. Those who were awake enough reported that it simply smashed into the city. It started to stomp through it. There were reports that it, its tongue fell down from on high and just started to, to rip people from their homes, swallowing them whole. It crossed the river. It rubbed itself against the castle, against the mountain. That's what tore my home in half. Then it, it stomped to the other side of the city, crushed the foundry, pushed its way out the wall. It took maybe 15 minutes. And it has stood there ever since, doing almost nothing. Well, that's not quite true. Uh, Garvin interrupts. Uh, at one point, it paws the ground now and again, and uh, sometimes it lets out oh, a howl. Do you think it's calling more? Their eyes just go very, very, very wide. God's above. I hadn't considered that thought. Many, many animals will howl when they want their friends to show up. Well, it's been very nice to meet all of you, but uh, I'm leaving. Goodbye. I'm going to get up and start walking away. Wait. My lords, I have a question. Is there anyone else left inside the city? Do they need Wait, help? They're, they're, uh, hold, hold that, Biff. They're, they're concerned with the person wanting away. Wait. We, we genuinely need your assistance, Garvin says. Uh, and Nora adds in, 
we can pay. Pay? Exactly how much can you pay? Um, and Nora and Garvin exchange a look. And Garvin reaches into his tunic and he pulls out uh, a thick, thick notepad. And he, he like, a, not a notepad, but, a, a, you know, a, like a more, uh, a bound a bound volume and he flips through it and he, he reaches back into his pocket and he pulls out a broken feather quill and a thing of ink and he starts making notes and, and, and he and Nora start conferring. Uh, and as they confer, suddenly shouts come from the edge of the camp and, and Nora stands up and goes, bandits. They've been nonstop trouble since Harbinger hit and, and goes to her sword. If you aid, the treasury of Greyforge will be thrown open to you. The treasury will be thrown open to me, you say? Hmm. All right. I'll play along. Krah has I'm already game. drawn his axe and started looking towards where the shouting is coming from. Yeah. Now, now I, Krah's battle axe. I, I point out, Barash, you actually are under contract right now. Hmm. A valid point. <laughs> so, so really, it's Corlash who. Uh, um, um, uh, <laughs> I mean, Corlash. yes, but my greed knows no bounds. That's that's true. But I'm saying <laughs> Corlash currently has your employee. Although you could probably get pretty legalistic about what the, you know, we didn't write up a contract for you, but I. <laughs> it probably was a standard protection contract. And uh, it probably yeah. falls apart in the face of giant monsters, at least yes, as far as Mirage is concerned. <laughs> acts of acts of Godzilla clause. Yes, precisely. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. The contract actually didn't mention giant monsters. It mentioned natural disasters, unnatural disasters, <laughs> and the oh, incursion of gods and devils. contracts uh, are yeah. airtight. <laughs> I'm still getting paid. Like, I've been through this a few times. Natural disasters. Doesn't matter. You still pay me. Giant yeah. monsters. You still pay me. Biff's the bill you owe. So, exactly. yeah, Craw. If I can determine where the yelling is coming from, he is going to begin jogging in that direction with his yeah. preposterous. Am I still on? By the way, you're Excuse on my me? shoulders. All right, so yeah, I'm just yeah. gonna go wherever Craw goes at this point because right. yeah. I'm not hopping down. Corlash, I've basically you forgotten you're up there. Ryan, you there? Yes, I am. Sorry, I didn't hear what you said over everything else. Okay. Corlash, what you doing? You joining in the screams? Yes, I'm I'm joining in. Okay. Biff shrugs uh, and says, I'm, why not? I'm going to follow along at a, uh, at a leisurely pace and pull out one of my daggers and just look fairly uninterested. Mm-hmm. All right. Can I get uh, everyone to roll initiative then? Initiative. Absolutely. That's d20, right? That's D twenty. Yeah, it's almost always going to be D twenty unless. Uh, are there any bonuses to that, or just just a D twenty? Just your dexterity, I think. Uh, dexterity is minus one. Okay. Sixteen. My dex is yeah minus one. Seven. Okay, so uh, I am going to do twenty minus one. Nine. <laughs> nine. Okay, that's Barash with nine. I uh, rolled a sixteen. Okay, Biff, that's you with um, 16. And Corlash, what did you roll? I also rolled a 16. Okay, what's your dex? Plus one. Uh, Biff? Let me check mine. Dexterity is 
Which one am I looking at? Am I looking at the two or the 14? You got a two? Okay, two. your dex is higher. Okay, so um, two and then Ryan. Okay, Biff, you are top of the order here. Um, we're doing we're doing theater of the mind here, and you are you are on um, uh, uh, um, uh, cash um, craw craw. You're on craw's back, so you're not going to be able to do any movement on your own unless you climb down. Uh, but, uh, sorry, let me describe you. Okay, so I gotta describe what your face. Sorry, <laughs> it's been a while. I'm so out of practice. Uh, yeah, you reach the edge of the tent line and just uh, you can see. Oh, for 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 you know, down to your left and down to your right, a whole group of bandits is just trying to force their way into the camp, grab what they can, and and rush off again. Um, but for the moment, there are uh, uh, five bandits near you. Um, within, we'll say within, you know, 30 feet or so by these tents. Uh, and they're just mean and ornery and uh, uh, I'd say unclean, but around here, that's just about everybody. Biff's going to try and cast Minor Illusion. Uh, uh-huh. Actually, before he does that, I could try to intimidate them. I am an intimidating dude. Yep, but he is uh, higher in the turn order. Ah, that's true. He is. Yes. Uh, yeah, Biff's is going to try and create a uh, minor illusion. Okay. And I believe I can make a noise with that illusion. Yes, you can. I think so, yeah. Yes, I can. I can make a whisper or a scream. Mm-hmm. And I'm can going... You can make anything in between as well. But... Yeah. Oh, well then. Yeah. Uh, in Biff's mind, he's going to try and recreate whatever that mountain made. So he's just uh, you haven't a, you haven't heard it. Well, he's just going to so make he, something up. He's just oh, going to guess at it. Okay. He's just going to guess at something really loud that sounds scary. Okay. Uh, and I'm see if have it scares make, off the bounden. I'm going to have you make an intimidation roll then. All right. Let me just go back to. Um, my... Well, let me just check. Double check. Minor illusion. Is that that a cantrip? Yes. I'm just wondering if there's a there's a minor. I think it could be either visual or auditory, but not both. It can't be yeah, both. Yeah, I guess it's against it. if a creature can use its action to examine the sound or image, can determine what was sexual intelligence investigation check. Um, yeah, so they're turning it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna make have you make uh, 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 an intimidation roll. If All right, you please. going down to intimidation. Yeah. All right, gonna roll, and I have a two next to it because I'm very charming. Yes, and. Oh, that doesn't work. My intimidation is seven plus that two, so nine, I guess. Nine. Okay. Yeah. Um, this kind of you really put in your all, and it comes out. And do you remember in the Lion King where Simba tries to roar for the first time? <laughs> That's my favorite movie. I yeah. watched it with my mother. Yeah, you remember that? Yes, remember I do. That's, yeah, that's do, the noise that boy. comes out, and uh, like. Do they find it funny? Uh, they don't seem to notice. Actually, they're God. so busy. They're so you know, there's an art to banditry. You know, it requires a certain level of focus and commitment, and when you're when you have that kind of devotion, it's hard to to push you once you're in that banditry. You know. Uh, 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 you're in the bandit zone. It's really hard to get out of it. 
Um, so yeah, they don't they don't even seem to notice. I'm just gonna stay up high. Yeah. And, and you still technically have a move action and a bonus action, but I, I don't think, especially at first level. Okay, Corlash. How far away am I from them? You're about thirty feet, and there's five of them. I could say you could you can reach any of them with your with your movement, provided your movement is thirty feet. My movement is only twenty five feet, but that's fine because I want to stay ten feet away from them. Okay. And I'm going to cast poison spray at nearest one at the nearest one all right this is a single target spell all right yes um, and it's a constitution save dc 12 constitution save dc 12 okay so you do your poison spray wow they are they well, i don't even need to look at that yeah they save uh what happens on a save Nothing. It's a cantrip. Okay. Yeah. You <laughs> spray this poison, and this bandit just sees it splash at him, and he just kind of—I mean, with a nineteen there, he just kind of leans to one side, and your spray just goes whizzing past his ear, uh, and he just grins at you like, "Oh yeah, I've got you, Bark, buddy." Um, Barash. Yes. Hmm. Well, um, I, I've sort of been. Deciding, I guess. Um, I'm debating whether I want to in try to intimidate them or just cast Firebolt at them because that's how I solve my problems. Firebolt, Firebolt. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll cast Firebolt at them. That seems like okay. a good way to start off the intimidation factor, anyway. <laughs> yes, establish your yeah. After two misses, maybe someone should try to establish some a baseline of, of, of uh, <laughs> yep. competency here. Uh, all right, so yeah, I'm gonna cast Firebolt at. Um, actually, I, I'm going to yell, or I, I'm going to say, um, good morrow to you, gentlemen, and then fire, firebolt at the nearest guy. Okay, it's very clearly night now, by the by, but all oh, right. Okay, fair. Um, the sun did go down, you're just being really pre preemptive, you know, early start, yes, early yes. Uh, anyway, I am going to cast firebolt at him. Okay. Let's see, my, I used charisma for that, correct? That is, if, that is your spellcasting thing, yes, your sorcerer, yes. yeah. So my charisma, it will be plus five on a d20, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is how Fireball works, right? D20? Yeah. Yeah. D plus five. Unless someone Oosh. who's less rusty at D&D, &D, if I'm wrong. Uh, that's a 22. Yep. Wow, okay. 22. That'll hit. Uh, what are they going to take from that? Oh, uh, I have to roll for damage. Uh, what you do, yeah. I don't actually know what the damage on Firebolt is. It's 1d10. 1d10. Plus spellcasting modifier? Nope. No. Okay. Just a cantrip? Seven. Okay, seven damage. All right. Yeah, you let out this... Um, you let out this bolt of, of fire and it just roars at him and hits him right in his big, you know, bearded bandit face. And Ouch. Yeah, just it's singeing. Like it seems to like he's he starts wiggling and trying to pat it out. Uh Kral, you're up. Unless you've got anything else you want to do, Barash. Um I have no other actions, correct? Yeah, yeah. Uh but I am going to look really smug. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, since 
That one seems to be currently distracted. I'm going yeah. to run up at him and attempt to cut him down like a tree. Okay. <laughs> Let's see if I can do that. 18. Seems 18. Good. Yeah, that'll that'll hit. And uh and the rarely used and often underappreciated D12. <laughs> Uh, I roll eight damage. Okay. Uh, yeah, what do you hit him with? With my great axe. Yeah, it Ouch. is well named because you just slice right through his legs. I'd like to point out that the entire time he's running, Biff is still holding on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It, if it makes you feel better, I do have a horn you could potentially be holding on to. That's what also, I'm doing. At Excellent. this point, Biff, you start to feel this weird kind of dampness like in the back of your hair and you, you turn your head and this large rodent like fuzzy face is just blinking at you presently pleasantly and trying to nibble on your on your hair. Biff fist bumps the rodent. <laughs> All right. Yeah. But but um Kra, you um you want to chop him down like a tree? Yes. You do. The legs just go right through the legs and he gives a cry and just splat, falls backwards. Uh, Uh, It turns out that when a tree falls in a forest, it does make a sound. He's really screaming. (laughs) Just, just like, and oh, oh, now he's coughing while screaming. It's not a, not a pretty sound. Give him him a minute or two. He'll quiet down. I'm going to turn to Kra and just be like, hey, this one was mine. I saw him first. Yeah, they um, like the other four bandits. They turn and they go, <gasps> "Gary, no, not Gary. Gary." Yes, alas, poor Gary. And they're just gonna throw <laughs> themselves. Um, two of them are gonna come in uh, for you, Kra, who just murdered Gary so so <laughs> cruelly, like a Good. tree. In fact, um, uh, wait, what are these guys hit for? Um, is a 17 going to hit your armor class? Yes. Okay. Uh, what about uh, uh, what about a um, uh, a nine? No. Okay. So these two come in, swinging their their scimitars. Uh, uh, one slashes right down by you, misses, but the other one just manages to get in there. You take five uh, five damage from that. All right. Okay. And uh, yeah, um, two more. Uh, they're a little further off. They're just going to raise their crossbows at you, Barash. Yep. Uh, does a 15 hit your AC? Uh, my AC is 12, so yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm going to assume, yeah, okay. Um, I may have to nerf this encounter slightly because you are first level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Five of them and four of us. Yeah, well, this is normally a numbers game, but like, I bet. Mm, what's your HP, by the way, at first level there, Barash? Uh, my HP is. I think it's seven? Yeah, seven. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to say one of them missed, actually. Yep, so one I don't die missed, horribly. Yeah, one of them tilts yeah. missed. Uh, you are going to take. Uh, uh, you did. Uh, you did get a um, what kind of armor are you wearing? 
Uh, I'm not wearing armor. Okay, yeah. You just got scales? Uh, scales in my tunic, yep. Yeah, well, much like Smog, uh, you just got a bolt right in the stomach. And it just thuds in there good. We're going to take six points of damage from that. Ouch. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hurts, don't it? Yup. Yeah. Uh, just, the... just going to look at him and go, you bastard. Yeah, top of the order, Biff. Biff turns around and says, don't pull the arrow out, whatever you do. Um, how close is everyone to, uh, to Biff when he's standing oh. on top? Um, what kind of range are you looking for? Close enough, I should think. Uh, within... 15 foot cone. Yeah, yeah, they're within that. Uh, uh, but, but let's say, I'll say, I say you can hit two of them with the cone. All right, so. Out of curiosity, what level are they? <laughs> uh, they are um, one eighth challenge rating. Oh. They are level, what? Um, what is that, point two? Apparently is... the crossbows aren't. <laughs> no. <laughs> a crossbow's a crossbow. I mean, yeah. fair, yeah. Physics is physics. Let's see. One divided by eight is, yeah. They are they're one point one two five level. <laughs> so I have shield, but it only lasts until the next turn. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Then you would have is... had you. Well, you have to cast it when your turn comes. Yeah, yeah. But like, it'll only last from my turn until my turn, correct? Yeah. Biff, okay. that looks like a five to me. You just roll five there, honey. I haven't rolled anything. I'm waiting for the conversation. Oh, yeah. No, you can hit him with your cone. All right. I'm going to use color spray and try and blind the two guys in front. Okay. And let me just hit that. I'm going to roll that. Where is there? It is color spray. Cement. Uh, Spraying colors at him. It's a regular show. All right. What do they have to uh, what do they have to roll? Uh, Let me just take a look here. I got it pulled up. Still learning all this. Let's just see here. Casting, range, component, duration, class. Yeah, I'm going to need you to roll me uh, 60 10 there. 60 10? Can yeah. do. Let me just get back to 60 10. Oh. There it is. Six. Should just tell you the full number. There it is. I got a rolling 1d10. I got a 7. No, 6d10. Oh, 6. Yes. D- oh, so d6. No, roll roll 6d10. Roll 6d10s of the dark. Oh, yeah. okay. How do I do that on this thing? Do I just You're go... using the, the roll 20 thing? Yeah. Oh, do Is I just, just hit 6 and then... d10? Yeah, there I can just go. do that. And then six. No, no, it's rolling it here. Um, where's the damn dice roller on here? Six, six. Yeah, I'll roll it for you. You just open up the dice roller. You go to six d ten. There you go. Thirty. Okay. Um, yeah, that's more than enough to cover everybody. You're doing. Tell me what the spell does to them. The spell. A uh, dazzling array of flashing colored light springs from your hands. Roll a 6d10. The total is how many hit points of creatures this spell can affect. Creature in a 15-foot cone originates yeah, from yeah, yeah. you. Yeah, uh, blinded. Affected. They're blinded is what yeah. it does. Yeah, they're blinded. Eyes. Yeah, they're Welcome eyes. to the show, boys. Ah. Welcome to the show. I can no longer gaze upon Gary's face as he leaves this mortal plane. <laughs> no, Gary, you must live. Think of the children. Yeah, so they can be blinded for one turn. You guys, uh, I never liked Gary. 
Yeah. Um, so, so several of us are dying, I think. I'm certainly dying. <laughs> one of us. I like yeah, how you've expected you to be everyone. The uh, important, well, someone the important else took ones damage, are dying. Oh, no, no, they took my damage. <laughs> no, that was the guy you killed. The guy you oh, killed. Oh, yeah, took I'm sorry, yes. I yes, took five did. damage. Oh yeah. You, oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I only took one less. How much HP do you have? I have seven left. Yeah, oh, okay. Lash, you're up. Considerably <laughs> tankier than I am, but you are a beetle, so that makes sense. We got two blinded fellows to the right of you and two unblinded fellows to the left of you. Yeah, I want to make sure that I'm uh, behind all of the people on my side so that they can't see what I'm doing, and then I'm going to cast a ray of sickness at one of Whoa. the people. Man, you I'm might sorry, not be you... one of the good guys. Could you, could you give that to me again? I'm going to stand behind the group so that none of yeah. my allies can see what I'm doing, and I'm going to cast a ray of sickness at one of the crossbowmen. Uh, what's the range of uh, ray of sickness there? 60 feet. Okay, but you're now standing behind your... Just, just to make sure, you will put some of your allies into that ray. Um, that's not if good. you're going to stand behind them it's and a shoot spell. a ray at them. It's a spell attack. It's uh, it's not a, it's not a literal it's ray? It's not a cone or anything. It's a single target. Okay, uh, okay. all right. That name is confusing. Yes. Um, all right, uh, okay. What are, you, what are you rolling here? I roll 13 to hit. Okay, and that's against their AC? Armor class, yeah. Yeah, okay, that'll do it. Okay, they make a constitution saving throw, and I'm also going to roll some damage. The DC Finally, a bad roll. Okay, they failed their constitution saving <laughs> Yay. Uh, so they are poisoned, and I'm going to roll some damage, too. Okay. Uh, they take 14 points of damage. Oof, yeah, they just... Okay. Um, they just go... Uh, I can't live without Gary! The sickness feels physical as well as emotional, and they just die. <laughs> Was Gary the group president? Seriously, guys. Like, come on. I'm sorry. Bandits are allowed to have friends, Biff. I am I am I am weaving a rich tapestry here. And you know, these people have interiority just because you don't know them personally. <laughs> so what was the name of the one bandit who just died to sickness? It was Kevin. Kevin. Oh. Gary, Kevin, Fahar, Charles, and Benjamin. Amazing. Uh, fun fact, Kevin is actually a canonical, like, old Norse name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, so is uh, Tiffany. Yep. Huh. It's from I... Theophoria, and it dates back to the 9th century uh, Byzantium. Crazy. Yep, mm-hmm. I, I had a, uh, a Ragnarok player name their hunting dog, Kevin. Mm. <laughs> Anyways. All right, uh, Barash. Is dying. <laughs> there are three people still alive uh, who right. you're fighting, and yourself is also technically still alive. Yep. Quit your belly aching and fight. Uh, his, his belly Ooh, does ache quite yet. a bit. There's a crossbow bolt in it. To be fair, uh, I'm not looking at you. I'm no, just listening fair. to you. Um, all right. So uh, Barash is filled with deep seated fury. Mm hmm. Uh, the question is, does he want to try to... In- can I intimidate multiple people? Like, can I try to intimidate them all? Well, I'm going to say you just killed two of their numbers. So, yeah, you know, you guys are being pretty effective. You're two not- are dead, two are blind. So yeah, you one, probably- is, one is blind. One is blind. Uh, oh, one of the blind ones died. 
you fight at one of the blind ones, right? Did you actually yeah, never specified? Were you I, trying to aim at one I, of the blind ones? I said I was shooting one of the crossbow guys in the back, so he was okay. Pretty... All right. In fact, um, yeah, I'll, I'll. Sorry, never mind. Yeah, the two um, blind guys are up, and uh, oh yeah. yeah, that's a thing. Okay, so yeah, uh, two of them so... are blinded, and one is not. Yeah. So I, I forget how shield works because I think shield's just a damage reduction, right? It's not invincibility. Yes. It's so it gives you plus five to your AC as a reaction. Hmm. Okay, as a reaction. So oh I actually could have used it when they shot me with a crossbow then. Yeah. But these things come too late to us. Yes, yeah. fair. You were you were clearly overconfident. Yes. Um so I have to use this shield first though in order to do that. No, being in a reaction, oh. it means that when an attack is declared against you, you can declare that you're using shield. Oh, had I known that, I would just use the shield. But anyway, because like yeah, I said, okay. Barash was overconfident. Yeah. <laughs> now he has a hole in him. He is less yep. confident. Um. All right. So knowing that I can use the shield, that will come in handy in the future to keep me from dying. So anyway, I will. I could cast firebolt again, or I could try to scare the bejesus out of these people. Um. How many are up? There's two blind guys. And... Two blind guys and one non-blind guy. And all of them are, tears are streaming down their faces. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to scream at all of them, Get the hell out of here before I kill all of you, too! Even though I haven't killed any of them yet. <laughs> all right. Um, uh, I guess I roll for intimidation. Yeah. yeah. So I will roll... You get one. Uh, like plus that's that's six. charisma, so plus five. Plus five. Plus yes. five, yeah. Uh, so I gotta get back to the roll there. Uh, 1d20 plus five. Hmm, not that intimidating. 11. Yep, 11. I do have a crossbow bolt sticking out of my gut, so <laughs> that's probably about the best I can hope. Okay, what did you roll there? Uh, 11. 11. All right. I'm going to make this an opposed check. Whew. They just go... <clears throat> uh, uh, you, you, you cry at your declaration, and, and one of them looks at the two blind guys, and he goes, My dudes, I know you can't see me, but we're doing this for Gary, right? And for Kevin? <laughs> and they all just go, Yeah! So these bandits are rolling really well. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be killed by bandits. This is magnificent. <laughs> yeah, so, um, I'm certainly going to be killed by bandits. Yeah, no, rolling well. What did you You rolled 11 again? 11, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, one, one of the blind dudes goes, yeah, no, I'm good. And he just starts stumbling away. Um, <laughs> he starts stumbling well, back. Can you take an opportunity? Um, no. Because you haven't okay. moved since killing anybody. Uh, but there's now one blind dude and one non-blind dude. He's looking a little miffed at uh, Fahar <laughs> there running away. Um, yeah, Kral, you're up. Go for the blind right, one. Well, Go for the I'm blind one. Attack the blind one who didn't run away. The no, blind kill the one that can see. He can kill me. <laughs> yeah, but the blind one is right near me. So. Oh, fair. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. And I commend your bravery. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have advantage on that roll. Oh, right, because he's blind. Yeah. Well, good thing to have advantage, because that's a crappy roll. Yep. Uh, 
18 is much better than 9. That is much better than 9. That's like orders of magnitude better than 9. And 9 damage to him. Okay. Ooh, yeah. He felt that. He felt that for certain. Uh, Swinging into him. Um, All right. Then they're up. He's going to try and stab you right back after that. Um, and okay, he's got how long are they blinded for, by the way? They blind until the end of their turn, by the end of their turn, okay, yeah. Um, all right, does a 14 hit your AC, Crow? No, all right, no, he misses. He just goes swinging. Seriously, when did I last roll this well? Just go swinging Thank- in, and he misses. Um, Thank you, chainmail, yeah. <laughs> and the other one, uh, uh Barash, he's just glaring at you now. And he's raising his crossbow and he's firing it. Um, is is thirteen going to hit you? Uh yes, but I can shield. Correct. All right. Yes, you can. Okay, yeah. so I will shield to not get shot with that crossbow. Funk, and it just lands right in your shield, and you grin at him over your shield like you know, well, I don't know. It's like a magic shield. It's just like a field, but oh, right, right. Sorry. So um, just... Yeah, you're you're. Your, which is your class again? I've already uh, sorcerer. sorcerer. You are sorcerer, right. Sorry, yeah. I'm rusty on sorcerers. Yes. Sorry. Thunk, you know, it just goes boom, big magical <laughs> light shows. Yep. Yep. Spiel like, and you grin at him. And he gives you this look like, why didn't you do this before? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have wasted my bolt, guy. Um, yeah, they're, uh, they're in this now. Uh, Biff, top of the order. There's only one left, right? There's two left. What? One of them oh. is stumbling away. Uh, no, yeah, one, no, one fled. Uh, two are still upright. And this guy oh. is no longer blind. Yep. No longer blind. Hmm. I mean, one of them is probably missing a chunk from yeah, my axe. He, he, yeah, one guy yep. is very clearly did get an axe. He's uh, messed he's up. kind of winded. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. The guy in front. Mm-hmm. I'm above him, right? Yes, you are literally <laughs> above him. Is he yeah. wearing a helmet or anything? Or I, I am six foot ten. No, he doesn't. He's not wearing a helmet, actually. Can Biff look over this? Biff does something bold. Mm-hmm. Because why not? Biff takes his quarter staff out. Yeah. And he tries to just ram this thing, leaping off of his giant. Um, I'm sorry, I forgot your name again. Your character's Craw. name. He leaps off of Craw with his quarterstaff and just tries to ram it in the bandit's eye. You know what? I'm going to give you advantage on that because you've got a height advantage there. Uh, I and, do, I do. Uh, Yeah. Um, so yeah, roll me, uh, roll me an attack. Uh, it'll be... It'll be Would it dex be my dexterity? You. Yeah, for your quarterstaff, it'll be dex for you. Yeah, so right. let me just go back to the my finesse core. weapon, you can roll... So I just hit the dexterity. There it is, dexterity. I shall hit dexterity. I got a fourteen plus two. Uh, yeah, and uh, you'd have advantage, but that'll that'll do me. Roll me damage. Uh, what do I do for that? Just d twenty. Uh, no, uh, your quarter staff should be. It's right there in your sheet. You just click quarter staff. Oh, it's there it is, quarter staff. One d eight. There we go. Or one d eight if you're two. Oh, no, that rolled a d twelve for no clear reason. Um, <laughs> okay, then I shall just go roll a d8. Why did your sheet do that? 
Interesting. We'll fix that later. I'll just go roll a 1d8. Oh, I will get better at this. Oh, sorry, it'll be... Um... A two! Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, that's actually... My, you, you actually roll 1d8 minus 1. Uh, that's a one. You're, yeah, you, so I had you roll dex, but it's strength. You still hit, um, uh, even with that minus 1, because that would have made it a 13. But yeah, you just go swinging down, and you cry out, and you just kind of go, punk, and then you fall over on the ground. Um, and you're not prone, and he looks like a little dazed, but is otherwise fine. Damn it. Yeah. So bold, but not sadly useful. <laughs> Corlash. Remember me. I don't step on me, please. Yeah, uh, I'll you do wanna... my best. Yeah. Croc can only murder so many people. Yeah. You are now. Uh, you want to roll me? Um, roll me acrobatics, Biff. Acrobatics. Yeah. All right. I have a pretty good acrobatics, actually. Where is it? There we go. Acrobatics plus two. Twenty-two plus. That's oh. uh, a natural. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say you land on your feet. You're not knock prone. You 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 didn't do much damage, but you land on your feet. Uh, uh, you can move away from him if you like. Dust yeah. himself off and just says out. Yeah, you can move away from him if you don't want to be standing right next to the guy, but you will take an attack of opportunity. Oh, I can attack again. No, no, you can move away from him if you wish. But if you move away, he will have an attack against you. If just stands beside Crawd, is like I'm um, okay. Stick. Out. Yeah, I'm gonna say you're flanking him. You're actually on the other side of this dude because uh, you jumped over him. But yeah, uh, Corlash, you're up. Okay, um, I'm going to get uh, within ten feet of him and uh, make a Constitution saving throw DC twelve landed. This is another uh, poison spray. Yeah, he makes it. Does he take half damage? No, he takes nothing. Yeah, he's just like, you just spray out your poison, and he's just like, eh. eh. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to back up again. <laughs> okay. Barash? Uh, yep. Um, are either of them facing away from me? No, they're all looking towards you now. Okay, there are two of them, and the third guy ran away? Or is yeah. running away? Okay. He's running away. Let's, let's assume he's just gone, and you don't have to worry yep. about him. Um, I... How many more uses of shield do I have? I have one? <laughs> I think. Uh, you have, what, first two level? first levels per day? Okay, so yeah, yeah I have one more two. shield, theoretically. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you haven't so... cast any other first level spell. No. So, yeah. I I have my knife, my dagger. Mm -hmm. What what kind of armor are they wearing? Any kind? They're wearing leather armor. Leather, okay, not metal. So yeah. I mean, um... leather, but really they're just, they're wearing whatever, you know. It might okay. be heavy cloth, might be a nice vest they're nan knitted for. So them. realistically, trying to stab him is probably a bad idea. Well, but, uh... it's not like, I mean, everyone else is happy to stab these people. <laughs> Fair. One of them is wearing a hat that Gary had knit for him. Yes, mm -hmm. that is true. Um, the one who shot me with the crossbow. Yep. What other weapons does he have? Just the crossbow? He's also got a saber at his side. Oh, that's scary. Uh, and the other one also presumably has a saber? A scimitar, yeah. A scimitar, okay. Um, I could try to move away from them. You could, yeah. I guess. Uh, 
Do you want to know what the range on the light crossbow is? Yeah, fairly far, I would assume. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to, uh, without telling you exactly. It, it yeah, it's not the crossbow I'm concerned about so much. It's the swords, the scimitars. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I will say they do this. They, they actually, the crossbow is actually deadlier. than. Yeah, the fair, fair. Yeah, and um, you can't outrun a crossbow bolt. You know what they fair. say, the bolt is mightier than the sword. Well, the other guy doesn't have a crossbow, yeah. right? Just the one guy? Oh, no, he also has a crossbow. He's just oh, okay. been in melee this whole time. Well, the one who shot me, I really don't like him, so I'm going to try to stab him in the neck. Okay, technically that, speaking, that you strength? Uh, yeah, that'll be his strength. All right, so yeah, I'm going to use strength to try once. to stab him in the neck. Okay. Roll me uh, d20 plus strength. Plus, my strength is plus three. Mm -hmm. Um... Yeah. Would he add his proficiency to that? Because he's profi does he is he proficient in his knife? Um, yeah, sorcerers yes. are proficient in daggers. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, add... So yeah, I get one d4 plus three piercing. Uh, oh, yeah. and my attack yeah. bonus is plus five. Yeah. yeah. So roll the attack first. So one d20 plus five. Sorry, and are you just running up and stabbing him? In the neck. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I love uh, it. I, I'm gonna try to stab him like up through his lower jaw, straight into his brain. As like one that. does, yeah. Yep. I rolled a 14. That'll do it. Roll me that damage. Yep. Uh, it is, what was it? Um, 1d4 plus 3. 1d4 plus 3. 1d4. Yeah. I rolled a 5. Five. All right. Yeah. You try and shove it up into his neck, and he dodges, but you do gouge his ear. Oh, great. His ear. Yeah. 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 <laughs> test, uh, test. I'm going to swear back at him. Yeah. I, uh, I do love the, the smarmy dragon man sorcerer, like clutching the crossbow bolt in his stomach and just <laughs> charging at the guy with a knife. No. If he'd been really badass, he'd have pulled the bolt out and tried to stab with it as an improvised uh, weapon. I, I that was might have taken that last hit point, though. I yeah. was tempted, but yeah. Craw, you're up. Uh, all right. I Can I see the sorcerer doing this shenanigans? Yeah, of course. They're only like 15 feet apart. Uh... You do have the dude still standing right in front of you, though. Yeah, I should deal with that first. All right. You know the drill by this point? Yes, I do. Uh, do I get advantage because we are flanking? No, because you're not a rogue. Okay. All right. Well, I am going to try and swing the axe directly into his midsection. Mm-hmm. And I got a 14. All right. Uh, roll me damage on that. And nine damage. All right. Thing is, you swing at him, and he's like, he's just so pissed at you. And he like just jumps back, and your blade goes whizzing past his belly. It doesn't hit him, but he's forgotten Biff is standing behind him, and he just trips over Biff, and you just hear this crack as his neck hits a rock. Oh. I am halfling. I am nothing but luck. <laughs> yeah. Well, Good work, one little day. one. I forgot I have. If I roll a one, I can roll again. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's cracking. Are you okay, lizard? Uh, no, you still got one up there. 
Um, uh, I'm too filled with mindless rage to even answer that right now. Okay. Uh, yeah. So this. So guy, I just hear you snarling in response. Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> last guy who is left, um, and he's actually changed his name to Gary in memory of Gary. Uh, <laughs> Gary, Gary the two. Yeah, Gary the second. Yeah, he just looks at all of you, and and he just takes a wild slash at you, Barash. Yep. Um, uh, but he misses. Oh, Oof. good. He misses, and he just bolts. So you can have an attack of opportunity against him. Um. Yes. Uh, uh, hmm, do I want to throw the dagger or do I want to shoot firebolt at him again? Uh, no, it would have to be just just a weapon attack. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll try to stab him in the back. Yeah. Right between the shoulder blades. Actually, right in the back of the neck, because I really hate this guy. Yeah. Uh, so that's 1d20 plus 5. Yeah. Nope. nope. I rolled an 8. Okay. Yeah, no, he just keeps running and he starts selling some, honestly really inappropriate stuff about Dragonborn that um, I'm not going to repeat here. Uh, it's, he just cut his ear off, so that's probably bad. Yeah, yeah. You actually look down at your dagger. There is an ear there. <laughs> um, is that uh, the end of combat, or...? Uh, well, he's bolting. You could chase after him if you wanted. He's gone his full 30 feet movement ra uh, uh, range. Um, do you want to pursue? I do. Um, well, I can... How far ahead is he right now? Uh, he's about 30 feet beyond... Uh, he's about 40 feet beyond you, Biff. Uh, he's is 30 he, feet beyond Barash. Is he... Is it my turn? It is. You, if we're still in combat, you are top of the order. I say he's, let's get him. Okay. Fuck Gary. <laughs> yeah, uh, so you're going to move up into, into combat range? I'm going to use magic missile. Oh, okay. Ooh. It is 120 feet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's, I can definitely fair. hit him. All right. And I'm going to click the magic missile button. Just let me go back to okay. Let's see what roll 20 decides to do with that. It's been uh, so reliable to so far. <laughs> reliable or hilarious. So nine okay, force. Okay. And he, that is auto hit or does that work again? Let um, me just double check. That's against his. You create three glowing darts of magical force. Each dart hits a creature of your choice, blah, blah, blah. Dart deals SD4 plus one yeah. force to its target. So Yeah. But nothing there about no defenses? Just it's an auto hit? Well, yeah, magic missile just hits. Yep, yeah. You know what? So you did not, yep, just foom, foom, foom. They go firing out of your hand and just thud, thud. Hold on. Can they come out of my hat? Yeah. I have a top hat. A yeah. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. I love it you so much. Hat. You you it, you you know, the first two thud into him and he like stumbles and he just kind of like laughs like <laughs> and then thump <laughs> right down in the grass. Uh uh yeah, and as you look around you can see other bandits bolting back down the hill into the nether space bandits disappear to. <laughs> when the when the DM doesn't need them, yep, and, yep. Uh, uh, I believe yeah, that's called the monster. Hammer. Yeah, mm. as they disappear into hammer space, um, you can see that other hammer guards time. have driven, driven them off, and uh, yeah, they don't seem to have been able to cart much off. You you seem to have you're you're taking on these five skilled bandits in particular seems to have been uh, a real help. 
I uh, I reach up and scratch Chompers. He nibbles on your fingers gently. Biff picks up the ear on the ground and says, Gary. It's on the dagger. It's on the dagger. dagger. I'm going to flick it off the dagger with disgust. (laughs) You. Yep. Ah, disgusting. Yeah. Do you think you could still hear me if I talked into it? (laughs) If I just told them Gary sucked? They tear from the ground. Biff leans down and whispers into the air. Gary sucks. Gary sucks. Gary sucks. Biff, the owner's dead. Why Stuff are happens. you talking to a dead man's ear? Stuff You're... happens after death. Is everyone okay? Uh, apparently, no. apparently, this one is touched in the head. He's got spirit. I like him. You have a bolt in your stomach, so who's really the touched one? Oh, touche. <laughs> Biff no, just pulls um... out his quarterstaff and lightly taps him on the knee and lets, like, let's get you fixed up. Uh, uh, Nora comes swaggering over to you and uh, she's got her sword out and it's big and heavy and she's got this big grin on her face and she looks like she like she looks like she hugged a bandit until it just kind of exploded all over her <laughs> she no, that's is, my kind of woman uh, yeah Barrage might be a little bit in love now too actually yeah, she is dripping with viscera uh, <laughs> and Biff walks up to her and says, did they dump the Gatorade on you? Is that what happened? <laughs> I don't know if they uh, have Gatorade there. <laughs> yeah, she she kind of gives you a look. Um, you're, you're a hip, and with it, references don't mean much to her. Uh, <laughs> Is that a halfling tradition? Yeah. yeah yes. A, yeah. My father Halfling. often dumps Gatorade on me all the time. Yeah. Halflings, Halflings are unusual people. Halflings line the gateways of the village streets, uh, you know, with uh, a kind of a sticky liquid uh, the, uh, they've made called a raid. And uh, as, the uh, unlucky, as the unlucky victim walks down, they leap off the gates and dump the raid uh, onto the victim. Um, excellent. No, one, excellent. no one likes this custom, but, you know, halflings are pretty devoted to, to, to ritual. Um, you know, fast tradition. Uh, but she saunters over to the group and goes, Ah, just what I needed to lift my spirits. Come. We have much to discuss. Payment. And, <laughs> yes, payment. And she I, ca- I would she, very much like payment. She would you not like that bolt out of your stomach? Yes, I would like that as well. Uh, Crossing yeah. mostly unperturbed by the sword wound in his side. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you go back to the campfire, and you notice that there's a a, a young a young uh, elf. I should say Nora is a human. Um, yeah, didn't come up before now. Uh, sorry, I was very racist, and human is default. I apologize. Um, but um, yeah, there there's a there's a young elf woman tending to Nora's uh, arm, which is bleeding again, and Nora keeps like shoving her off, um, and eventually points to you, uh, 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 Barash. And and she um, glares up at Nora, but she comes over to you and asks, uh, "Can I uh, lend you some uh, assistance there?" <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna snarl at her real good, <laughs> um, like lip curling snarl. Okay, and she stiffens and then just turns and walks away. So you got a crossbow bolt in your belly, buddy. <laughs> yep. 
Biff follows after her, being like, excuse me, I have grass stains. Who do I speak like this? <laughs> when I tumbled saving this band of whatever you call it. No, my you didn't tumble. You landed on your feet, man. <sighs> he doesn't want them to know. Uh, I'm, I'm going to turn to Nora and say, someone get me a healer that isn't a filthy spear ear. I'm not familiar with that term. You know, pointed ears, long pointed ears. Oh, they disgust me. Lord Corlash, Nora says. Yes, Nora. Your group has done me a good service today. So I will not kill your dragonborn. Pity. (laughs) (laughs) Biff claps. Believe me, I was prepared to wiggle the bolt in his belly if he attempted anything with the elf. That would be incredibly inappropriate. Much like your comments. Mm. My conduct, to be fair, is perhaps unbecoming of a gentleman, but I cannot stand the presence of the elf kind. Biff just pokes him in the stomach with his quarterstaff. And I, yeah, you want to roll me an attack there? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It's not like a me, it's just kind you of like, roll me an the attack fuck? there? You want to roll me an attack there, Biff? What is that? Which one do I hit? That's uh, 1d20 minus 1. 1d20. Okay. Oh, there it is. Sorry. 1d20. Separate it's a... guys. <laughs> it's Stand a light attack. Stand in first principles. <laughs> oh my god, it's like the one good roll I have, it's a 20. <laughs> Okay, uh, Barash, you just feel your insides boil, and you pass out. Now, wait a minute. He rolled a success on that, so wouldn't it be done with incredible finesse? <laughs> you have one hit point left, correct? Yes. I'm not sure where you're going with this. Fair, yep. My insides boil, and I pass out. <laughs> yeah, you are unconscious. Down he goes! <laughs> he's going to need to be stabilized if you want him to live. Biff lifts Anyone. his hands up and says, my card. And Nora, I take one of his cards. Yeah, Nora takes another. <laughs> Is oh. anyone going to stabilize Barash? Biff sighs and says, <laughs> I'm on it. Most of my teachings have been in dealing with making things dead or dealing with them after they're dead. Mm-hmm. Biff throws so a card at him. That's a way of saying no. Biff, that's a way of saying no. Corlash? How do we help him if we're not a healer, though? Legitimate question. Does anyone have a medicine check? I'm not terribly worried about how. I'm actually asking if anyone's going to. I'm not particularly fond of elves, but uh, he definitely crossed a line, and he's one less person I'll have to pay if he doesn't make it. That's true. (laughs) If if no one else does so, Crawl will go over and attempt to do something. All right. I'm not just going to let someone die for being an asshole. Okay. All right. So Biff rolls his eyes and goes, "Ugh, fine, I'll help, but I want okay. more money." So, so um, you, what are you wearing, uh, Brush? Uh, like a like a brown tunic. It might be leather. It might be some sort of finer cloth. It might be rough. Okay. It's it's brown. Do you want to say it's finer cloth? Yeah, it, that makes sense. All right, Crop. You rip his finer cloth tunic. Um, you just rip a big gouge out of it. Um, and you just kind of stuff it in the wound um, uh, until it stops soaking up blood. You have to rip a fair amount of that tunic. Uh, How deep but, is the bolt? Should I be pushing it back 
out through the oh, back. No, uh, uh, yeah, you 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 just you know you, you do what you need to do. You, you you rip that bolt out. It's not that deep. Um, okay, but it did get pushed in deeper by a quarter staff. Uh, so, um, <laughs> so Johan, can you actually roll me a Constitution saving throw, bro? Out of curiosity, uh, yeah. my Medic. Constitution is plus two, so mm-hmm. D twenty plus two. I believe Constitution is Constitution one of your no. I don't think it is for sorcerers. I don't think so, no. Oh, so yeah, it is. So you also 13. get to add your right. proficiency bonus. Well, oh, I get to add fact... my proficiency bonus as well? So then yeah, I no, get... no, 13's fine. 13's fine. Okay. I was more worried about the fact that Kra hasn't like washed his hands or anything, ah. and he's poking around a wound in your belly, but your hardy dragonborn I... constitution is going to um, avoid any long-term consequences of uh, that. Uh, he, he patches you up relatively well. Yeah, I'll try and un- like my untrained medicine to see. Yeah, you don't don't give me a roll. I'm just you've you've stabilized okay. him long enough Can that if... when that when a roving you know healer comes by later to check on the camp uh, and does a little spell uh, to, Can... to heal everybody up. Uh, Biff? Can Bip fall after the uh, after the healer? She's not going anywhere. She's gone back to Nora and is uh, firmly ignoring the rest of you. Biff uh, walks up to her. And does a, <clears throat> if I may. You may not. One card trick. And if it's if you're impressed by it, will you hear me out? And she looks at you, blood dripping down her hands from the wound she's tending to. The blood on her hands with the wound, the wound, the wound she's tending, and the yeah. blood. And she just looks at you. Like someone whose entire home just got stomped on by a 3,000-foot monster <laughs> and has the blood of her liege lady on her hands, whose arm she's not taking care of, she looks at you, and you pull out a deck of cards, and... I did poke Cross. the bad man. Craw is going to find something that looks sturdy enough to hold his weight and sit down and yeah. poke at his own wound. Uh, and Korlash, other than regretting all the hiring decisions you've ever made, are you doing? <laughs> you doing anything else? Um, I want to, uh, I guess, search the bandits and see if they have any information. Yeah, uh, uh, they're they're. Um, I meant like you're back at the fire. The bandits are dead. They had nothing on them. Don't worry about it. Okay, uh, they um, wouldn't be bandits if they had things. Okay, <laughs> the fire. That's highly offensive. Bandits have things. How dare you! I will no, these ones didn't. They actually give all their stuff away to charity, and so these were on another. Uh, Wait a minute! Did we murder Robin Hood? Yeah, we may have done. <laughs> did we just murder? Like, did we just murder Robin Hood the hero? I mean, to be like... fair, this would be Robin Hood robbing a camp of starving refugees. So I think yeah. that's kind of a moral gray area. Yeah, very dark gray area. So were they Nora, wearing tights? Nora and Garvin sit you down, and Nora says. I don't have a lot of options. So, despite certain disreputable elements of your party, and everybody looks down at Brosh, who is. You mean the lizard, right? Sprawled ungainly on the floor. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to make sure I haven't done anything to cause offense. Despite certain undesirable lizards in your company. Thank you. I don't have a lot of a choice. I'm Since sorry I didn't hire better, it's not your fault. 
since Harbinger, we fled as best we could. I, I, I did what I could to get my people out. We had to fight our way through the city. All who remain there have gone mad. We've had... And she kind of looks at her brother and he goes, over the past few years, gang activity in the city has, well, it's, it's to be expected in any successful city that certain criminal elements may uh, make their presence known. Um, and indeed, but, but we, we've been keeping it under control. We were, we were beating back their influence. <laughs> or we thought we did. Wait, you had enemies within your walls? I thought the point of walls was to keep enemies out. I think it's a metaphor. The walls? <laughs> uh, Nora, Nora goes, We were dealing with the problem. My father was dealing with the problem. But when the city went to hell, <clears throat> the people did too. We did our best to fight our way out. But those that remain, the reports that come in, it's chaos in there. It's, it's my father. Your father? No one's, no one's seen him since the attack. We cannot leave this forsaken place. Unless he is found, along with my... And Garvin breaks in and goes, Leave? We can't leave. And the two of them um, start to f start to argue back and forth. And, and Garvin says, uh, I'll, I'll summate here. He says, you know, if, if they leave, they can't take the city back. There's more than enough refugees that he could, he could lead them into battle against the monster. Um, all he needs is is the weapons to do so. And Nora starts, you know, arguing back with him. No, that's stupid. It doesn't matter how many refugees we have. It's a giant monster, and none of these people are trained, and they'll just stomp on him. But but Garvin goes, it, it's been standing still for six days. For all we know, it's sleeping. We can do this. We just need the weapons. I think, and, and, if I may. And they stop and they turn to you. Have you, has anyone seen anything actually harm this creature? Uh, and they look at one another, <clears throat> and Garvin, uh, Nora gives her brother a very, very sardonic look, and Garvin kind of clears his throat and says, um, a group of our troops and some nobles attempted to, to lead an assault against the creature uh, before the end of the first day once dawn had broken. And? Um, well, as, as attacks go, uh, all things considered, and, and all things being equal, and really taking into account, it and? stepped on them. Nora says, it stepped on them. Did they wound it? She kind of looks at it, and looks back, Hmm. How to describe this? And she 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 reaches 
uh, uh, into the into the fire, and she she kind of pokes around it with her sword, and she pulls out uh, a piece of of, of, of of an ash, not a coal. It's just ash. It's it's pretty cool, and she breaks like a little tiny piece of it off, and then flicks it at your cheek. Did you find that wounded you? No. I'm very sturdy. This is some regular uh, on-fire safeness right here. That's about what they did. So, killing it may be unwise. All we need is weapons. In the city, in the modern foundry, is the armory where, where my family has been storing... Hang on a second. It has a name, and I'm blanking on the name. Um, I only wrote the book. Ah, the Iron Hold dwells in the heart of the modern foundry. Normally our city's greatest export is, is our steelworks. Underneath that hold is a cache of weapons enough for three armies. If you could okay. get into the city and, and prove that, that that cache of weapons still remains... I don't care what Nora says. A group of brave, daring people fighting for their homes. Nothing can stand in that way. Uh, except the giant foot. He just refuses to acknowledge I, that you said that. I appreciate your willingness to fight and your bravery. But until we know it can even be wounded, you're just sending people to their deaths without cause, and I can't stand by that. Well, at the moment, they're dying without cause, starving here. So our first order should be finding food for them and shelter. The weapons could help them to find food and help them defend themselves against the bandits as well, even if they kill the monster. See, that's a plan I can get behind. And Nora just sighs. I would prefer to abandon the city entirely and just move on. But I the monster. Have, I have a question for you, Nora, Nora and Garvin. Which one of you leave? <clears throat> and they kind of look at each other. My father, Lord Greyforge, is in charge. In Nora the event unavailability who is in charge and they just continue to look at each other and then Nora says the inability is only temporary if you can get into the city if you can find my father if if you can find my sister where was your father last seen The night before, the night of Harbinger's arrival, my father had a meeting with the guildmasters in the north-eastern portion of the city. No one's seen him since. And are these guildmasters close to the foundry? No. Uh, that's the other side of the river. And he, he kind of points and you can't really see because it's it's pretty dark now but he says uh, the south bank uh where all the fire is uh 
that's where the foundry lies. Indeed, that's probably what's burning most more than anything. Uh, the guild halls are on the north side, uh, which is now flooding after the embankments failed. So we were approaching from the south, right? So yes. The so, so the way, yeah. Um, let me see. Where's the? I'm going to pull up a map here. Ooh, maps. Art map images. Do 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 do. do. Greyforge. Yeah, Greyforge post will do just fine. <clears throat> um, so where are we here? Broken thing. Uh, podcast. Podcast recording one. Is this not too big for? No, it's not. Okay. So here is a map. Ooh. And you might want to open it properly mm. in the browser because it's too tiny on Discord. Mm-hmm. So you can see from this map, this is the path Harbinger took into the city. It came in from the north, <clears throat> did a kind of a UE. And watered out to the to the uh, to the east there, um, uh, sorry, northwest of the city, not northeast. Of the city. Uh, I changed the I changed the compass around a few times when I was designing it, and I didn't know which is to get it straight. So, um, uh, the Marin Foundry is is marked on this map um, for for in game sense. Just assume it's the really really bright burning thing on the horizon. <laughs> Um, the the castle that is that is sheared in half, that's Castle Greyforge uh, in that big island in the middle there. Um, the guild halls are on the upper left in the in the north there, um, and all that section has flooded, uh, as has largely the waters out into the field there. So all those <clears> fields <throat> around like Alden and everything, all that blue area, that is is flooding. So the 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 north bank of the river is lower than the south bank, um, and and levees and embankments along the edge of the river uh, uh, have have uh, created floodplains, fertile floodplains, um, and now those when Harbinger crossed, it broke them, and the flood water is just the, the river is just pouring across the across these fields because it's a good so, you know it's a good anywhere between five to like fifteen feet below the river line in places. Other than the flooding, are the guildmasters' homes or wherever they were meeting in or outside of this marked path of destruction? Um, I mean, they are just outside. They are that big, big sort of square shape this, uh, in the upper left. Then. This is my decision. As the foundry is on... The same side of the river as we are. We shall go there first and recover weapons so that the people can defend themselves. I believe if your father had survived, he would have made his way to you by now. So the odds are low that we'll be seeing him. However, he once the people he are may have armed, once might... the people are armed, then we shall see if we can find what happened to your father. My sister has also been missing. The Lady Serafina. We think... Where was she last seen? The lighthouse of St. Zalath within. It's a, it's a pilgrimage place, a monastery. 
on an island south of the castle. She's a priestess there. If if she has lived, and and there's no reason to think she is not, we can we can still see the the, the when it's light out. You can see the lighthouse. It still stands. Our father may have made his way there. They may be trapped. I sent. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, Garvin and Nora's voices are blurring. Um, I sent my most trusted knight, Sir Carabas, into the city to search for both of them, and and he has not returned. Uh, so, and they have not returned. But they would have made, the, made their way to the lighthouse if they could. Go there. And if my sister lives, if anyone will know where my father is in that chaos, it will be she. The lighthouse it is, then. But if you do go to the fa- foundry and search for my weapons, I will, I will double your reward, Garvinant. I believe the foundry is our best, our best start. Hmm. Should we take a vote on it? And we're leaving the lizard out of the vote, I'm assuming, because he can't raise his hand. And considering you are hired by me, uh, I was hired to do a show. I was not hired to be a, a thug. I was not hired at all. Yes. Yeah, so really, at this point, I can do whatever I want. Because natural disaster on page 72 of my contract says, I still get paid. And this falls under natural disaster. See, right there, clause three. You will get paid more, as you just heard from Lord Garvin here, if we retrieve the weapons. Hmm. Hmm. Nora interrupts, and she kind of gives gives Garvin a very hard look and then turns to you and says it may in, it may indeed be possible to visit the iron hold but look at that city it is the middle of the night and it is burning like a star i I don't know if life can survive there. If we are unable to enter and retrieve the weapons, then we shall move on to other points in the list. Wouldn't it be easier to get to the weapons if someone knew exactly where they were? Like, the weapons don't have a lock, do they? Like, we're not going to get there and be like, oh, there's a keypad or some (laughs) kind of thing we have to unlock. They were, in a vault. they were in a vault beneath the iron hold within the uh, uh, basement of the hold in its lower chambers. Uh, you should not have too much difficulty in finding uh, the vault entrance. Traps of any kind? No. The, mm-hmm. the enormity and, and safety of the hold was always preservation enough. So how do we open the vault? Assuming we can get there. And how are we going to carry everything back? Well, I can yeah. carry a lot. <clears throat> oh, I can't yeah, carry Garvin. much. How are you planning to get them into the vault? Uh, well, um, I was uh, 
I assume they would, um, you know, find a way. Is there a path? Like, is this going to be like a whole thing where there's like everything connects underneath kind of situation? Like we just go under the ground? Is like the vault connected to the lighthouse and the lighthouse connected to this and this is connected to that? Is that one of those kind of things? Like tunnels? Yes, tunnels. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Well, Nora says, the the canal does have drainage ditches that might get you closer to the foundry. By drainage, do you mean the sewer? No, I mean drainage. The, the canal flows up to the foundry and back to the river, and it has uh, overflow drains. It wouldn't get you into the vault, but it would get you up to the foundry. Potentially. Biff pulls off his hat and scratches his head. Ugh, just wanted um, to do a show. I'm going to... Uh, uh, I'm just going to say it as, as DM. Um, uh, of all the, all, all the things in this book, the Marin Foundry is the most dangerous. Mm. If pulls out a coin and says, can we flip on it? We go to the foundry or we go to the lighthouse? How does everyone feel about that? Leave it up to luck? Considering the damage to the foundry and the relative safety of the lighthouse, if we're going to find survivors, the lighthouse seems like a more likely place. And I feel like getting people out of the ruined city may be important and i'm gonna i'm gonna retcon and a little bit and just say that garvin garvin also asked you to find his sister first i will i will save you i will save you the indignity of first leveling your way to the foundry um <laughs> and save it and just total party kill from chemical fumes um uh, I will say that he is—he—he he did beg you to find his sister and his father first, and then, you know, swing by the foundry and find find if those weapons are there for him. So, once again, vote or coin. I'm up for either. Well, I, for one, if people need help. Would like to go and help them. Lighthouse, then. I think anything we do will help people one way or another. Hmm. I'm going to cast my vote. I say we go to the lighthouse and find the sister. I've never been in a lighthouse, so I'd like to go. You agreed, then? I believe... If we can get the sister out to the camp, having an additional healer here may be helpful, seeing the state of things. And if yeah. it's some sort of temple, there may be many healers that could help. It, is, it is indeed a temple. Hmm. Um, it, is, it is called a lighthouse, but that is the, it is, it is, a, um, it is a, a monastery. It is a, I have a name for it in here somewhere. Very well. Then it's settled. Love that I bear my family, who are also clergy members. We shall go to the temple first. Fantastic. Biff walks over to the lizard on the ground and tries to lift him up and says, someone start carrying him. 
Let's I go. will. No, no. Um, uh, Nora, um, I will. I will put your head in that. Nora and and Garvin say the city is is deadly during the daytime. It is unsurvivable at night. Rest up here and and um, go in the morning. That that will most likely give the lizard time to wake up and. Yeah, we won't have to carry him. Yes. Um. So, so you guys, you're, you're all happy to take a long rest. Worst case scenario, I can always summon a tensor's floating disc to cart him into the city with us. I thought you were going to say worst case scenario, he dies. In, <laughs> worst case scenario, he dies in his sleep. <laughs> it, no, the worst case scenario was that he would have to use a spell to carry him. Yeah. Like I'd say that him dying in his sleep at this point is kind of middle ground. I did what I could to save. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fine. A quick nap, and then let's be on our way. Well, yeah. So you guys bed down for the night, and you take yeah. a nice long rest, um, and a a healer, a a a, a different elf healer does stop by. Um, and um, uh, 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 does heal Barash while Barash is is still unconscious. And um, Biff left one of his cards on the bolt wound <laughs> just to see if anyone would take it. Uh, uh, <clears throat> mm, okay, all right. Um, and the healer does. You know, Barash, you're unconscious for this. But you'll see that the um, uh, the healer, uh, like, how do I want to phrase this? Word has gotten around to the elfish community here about the dragonborn, and so yeah, the elf is is healing Barash by like laying on hands and all that, but they are like. Mm. rubbing rubbing their scent under his nose kind of thing like when he wakes up if he's got you know lizardy senses he's gonna know elves have been all over him <laughs> <laughs> they are they are doing this guy is you know doing his his professional best to heal barrage but he is but, also making a point. Yep, they, he is they doing also, no harm while at the same time being a jerk. Because they also like stuffed his bedroll with like sweaty elf socks. Yeah, yeah elf <laughs> socks. There's like the kind of like you ever go, you ever had an elf, you know, an elf tourist trap, and they're selling like elvish potpourri <laughs> that no real elf would ever use. I but, grew up with uh, an elf named Blah. Yeah, <laughs> delightful. Yeah, uh, there's like. Every you know they are leaving, they leave out a couple like uh, longbows just sitting there, like uh, uh, you know forest. Not even sure where the forest stuff has come from. It just looks like an elvish tourist trap in Barash's tent when he wakes up. <laughs> it's like he went to Elvish Disney World and oh is woken up with with you know. Um, I went to Tree Home and all I got was so um, this lousy tunic. Yeah. So, so I guess I, I guess I'm awake now. Yeah. When you wake up the next morning, Barash, you you, you examine your wound. 
Um, uh, well, guess, but the first thing I'm gonna do is, is like, bolt upright and, and, and yell, WHY DOES IT SMELL LIKE ELVES IN HERE?! There's lots of, you know, tree cookies everywhere. Anyways, yeah. Um, when you exam- fresh hell is this?! When you examine your rune, Barash, you've discovered that, that where the bolt wound was, <gasps> your scales have kind of fused over and you're, you're squinting at it because it's upside down. It appears to be some kind of business card. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. Oh, yes, I do. Oh, that you, makes me so happy. That's advertising you can't pay for. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm just going to like poke at it like really perplexed. Can yeah. I tell what it is? Well, you can tell it's paper, although it, it kind of stings when you did that. Biff is outside uh, the tent, just be like, don't mess up the ink. What What ink? What are you talking about? Nothing. Did you let the elves work on me while I slept? What's wrong with you people? Many they could have let you die instead. Biff starts to shake one of the tent poles just to be like, get up. Uh, I'm going to, uh, yes, come, uh, emerge from the tent as violently as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you, I'm you, in a vile temper. <laughs> you push your way out. Uh, you you wearing anything at all? You're just like nude, pushing your way out into the uh, tent. No, no, I'm going to at least preserve my modesty before I do that. Okay. All right. Although I, so, I assume my tunic is destroyed. Yeah. Wait, aren't yeah, you it's... a dragonborn? So wouldn't your technically your anatomy, like most lizards, go back up? Like, yes, theoretically, but yeah. I still have some sense of dignity. Yeah. All right, you, you stumble out in the camp, very angry, and this entire camp full of refugees ignores you because they've got their own <laughs> problems to worry about, like not starving to death and the yep. destruction of their home. and Chomper, we can't adopt all of the orphans. You need to choose one <laughs> or two. <laughs> to take with you into the city. <laughs> Afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Chomper sees a soul in need and <laughs> bless his heart. Anything he just anything wants guys, to care for them. Anything you guys want to do before you leave this city? Biff analyzes the business card and he says, oh yes, free advertising. You will now go shirtless into combat. You Adult disgust time. me. <laughs> I disgust many people, but at this current moment, we are discussing our next move. Uh, and what is that exactly? How long have I been out? 23 days and 7 hours. What? You've been asleep all night. Oh, well, Why that's much more me? manageable then. So I'm going to... I'm going to leave behind a couple of my day's worth of rations. Sure. At the camp. Sure. Um, uh, but otherwise, when people are starting to actually get up and about, I'll pack my things up. I will affix Chomper's tent. Chomper's nest on top yep. of my pack and hoist everything back up. Uh, and I, I will say, Barash, other than your tunic, you can't find any of the clothes you came in with, but there is a lot of elven finery. It's kind of scuffed <laughs> and dirty, but there's a lot of elven finery in your room. So they took my cape, I assume, which would make sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, Can Biff exactly, have taken his cape? Exactly how fine <laughs> is Can Biff this please finery? be the one who took his cape? Um, it was fine before it had to escape on the back of a refugee from a city that was simultaneously burning and drowning. It is smells there... like sweaty, burned elf. 
Is there anything even remotely like decent looking amongst it anymore? Well, it's all very decent looking elf clothing. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Dirty, but like all wearable. Um, Some of the rags people are wearing. Well, I, I have some, I assume I have no shirt because my tunic is destroyed. Uh, you could still hang it over your shoulder. It might make a fashionable scarf. (laughs) Um, Barash is going to choose one of the less egregious pieces of elf finery mm-hmm. and wear that. Mm-hmm. And just Something lacy, no I hope. No, not lacy. It's all lacy. Oh, of course it's elf. You said less egregious. <laughs> yes, yeah. fair. Uh, yeah, so, so one of the less egregious pieces of lacy elf finery. Okay. It just has and a just... tasteful lace across the shoulders and around mm-hmm. the collar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And a That's very cool. elegant, like little heart hem around the bottom of the tunic. Um, Barash is going to tear at that mm-hmm. because it infuriates him. <laughs> All right. Are um, you ready to go yet, lizard? Uh, uh, nearly. Very nearly, but uh, why do elves have such terrible taste in clothing? Be happy they gave you anything. We I have shouldn't to just... be happy. They robbed me. I'm they the one who me. tore your shirt. And why, pray, did you do that? To stop your insides from becoming outsides. Oh, you were dying. Do you remember uh, any of this? Uh, 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 vaguely, I do remember. Um, I, I remember fury and sound, and oh yes, I do remember being shot in the chest. Well, whose fault is that? Uh, well, the man who shot me, presumably. <laughs> no, you just didn't move fast enough. Now, come on, chip chop. Are you calling me slow? No, I'm calling you. Actually, We've been yes. waiting for <laughs> yeah. almost an hour to yeah. leave. So you get your shit together and go. Um, can you all make me perception checks, please? Uh, yeah, absolutely. D- does Biff absolutely. have my cape? Yes. <laughs> no. Is it visible? No, Biff does okay, not have your cape. He does not cape. have my cape. An elf took my cape. Yeah. Can you all make perception? perception checks, please? Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is mine. Ooh, Biff got it too. <laughs> 22. <laughs> Uh, my perception is... I'm bright-eyed and bushy-tailed this morning. Mine is minus two, so I will roll... I got a... How do I roll in the actual Discord? Because at this point, I don't trust roll 20 anymore. (laughs) I got an 18. Hmm, Yeah, slash R, 1d20, whatever. Oh, wow, two of us rolled nat 20s. Okay, who was the other nat 20? Uh, will, but he has minus two to his perception. Okay. Yeah, but I did actually roll that twenty. That's pretty. Okay, I'll just say um, it's pretty like you're pushing way through the refugee camp. It's pretty, pretty crowded, um, and you're, you're having a hard time making your way through. But um, so sorry, uh, Corlash, what did you roll? Fourteen. Fourteen. All right. I will say that both Barash and Craw, you're tall enough. That that in the distance of the camp, um, um, and there's no way to 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 make like it's just too too dense. It, you know, kind of the weft and weave of the crowd is pushing you along. But both of you see in the distance, um, um, there's kind of like a a a, a, a white tent. Um, you know, it's it's scrubby, but you know, there's there are wounded around it, and you can see the healers, uh, you know, making their way. And just outside the tent flap, um, both. Uh, Craw and Barash, you see Barash's cloak laid out on the ground, <laughs> and one of the one of the healers coming out catches sight of you in the distance and very deliberately wipes their feet on the cloak 
and then and then disappears off on an errand. Uh, I'm going to run to my cloak and snatch it up because it's yeah, mine. Mm, 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 no, it's just it's too dense. The crowd's just way too dense. You're, you're being uh, you're being pushed along if, here, and Nora's, Nora's troops. Yeah, you just you just mm-hmm. just going along. Biff taps Craw and says, "What are you looking at? I can't see." I grab Biff and lift him up above the crowd so he can see. <laughs> Biff bursts out laughing and set, screams, "Ah, oh, the air is thick with irony!" Shut and your mouth, I, you reprobate! I then set Biff back down on the ground. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Right. Um, you start Come on, lizard! The... We'll get you another cape. Ah, well, all right then. In that case, I suppose once this venture is complete, I shall be fabulously wealthy and can afford to buy myself a new cape. I'm going to buy that cape and I'm going to put it in my act. There are many of cape. There are many capes in this world. Short person. <laughs> Just cape bidding war. Um, uh, yeah, as you start to reach the the outer borders of the camp, uh, something just kind of melts out of the crowd, and everyone around here is pretty, you know, grubby in one degree or another. Uh, you know, they're not. They're doing the best they can under strange circumstances. This person is immaculate. They are wearing green silk with gold embroidery, and there's, you know, a uh, nice trim, and their hair is, is neatly combed. And, and they come up to you, and they bow, uh, and they say to you... Quick question. Are they human or an elf? Um, doesn't matter. Uh, I will say, for fun, that they are a half-elf. Ah! Biff smacks the lizard and says, <laughs> keep your mouth shut, please. This person yeah. looks important. Yeah. I'll they, nod my head to them. Yeah. Uh, uh, they, they bow to all of you and says, um, forgive this interruption, but if you would allow my master a word of conversation, he would make it worth your while. Exactly. He, he, he opens his hands and holds out uh, four little cloth bags. Are these money bags? They look like money bags, yeah. Uh, my one good eye is going to go very, very wide, and my pupil's going to dilate just slightly. Mm-hmm. Whom do you serve? I serve the Lord Samvrar, envoy to Prince... Uh, envoy to Prince Marklin. Princeps Marklin, sorry. It's Princeps. Princeps. Uh, they are... Uh, traveling you lord, could all or... make me a history check. Um, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm instead going to do my flur- step in front of the others and do my flourish and say, Ah, greetings to you, my good envoy. I am Brexit Barash. I got a 21 for history. I got a 21 okay. plus 4 for history. Yeah, uh, uh, Korlosh, you, expe- you especially. Um, Prince, um, uh, so you're in the, <clears throat> you're in the kingdom of Palace. Greyforge is, 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 a, is a fiefdom in Palace. Um, palace uh, with a T? Palace. P-A-L-L-A-S. Okay. Um, uh, uh Queen Vo of Palace has three children. Ilania, Zhu, and Maquin. Maquin is the youngest. Um, and what did you... You got 21 and 24. Um, you know, because 
uh, uh, all the nobles, like most nobles in the kingdom, if they're of a of a pretty important house, they have business dealings in Greyforge because Greyforge is where the money is. Uh, you know, they don't they don't necessarily live there. They might have a house there, but it's not their main residence. But they have business dealings there, um, and so you would know. Uh, what did you roll, Corlash? Twenty-one. Twenty-one. A new Biff. I rolled a 21 and I have a four next to history. Yeah. Okay. Um, I will say that both of you have heard of Samvrar. Um, uh, Corlish, you know them only because uh, as a noble, you generally of other nobles uh, of important provenance. Uh, he's a, a he's one of those people who isn't isn't big in court uh, at court rather but who everybody at court court knows lord sanfrar he probably doesn't show up very often but um he's a he's a he's a deal maker and he's a he's a power broker um you know that uh biff you're you're not a noble you 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 tend to be among um you know you know the lower classes shall we say uh, easily well. Um, I read heard, a lot. Yeah, you've heard Samvrar's name connected to shadier dealings. Um, you know, uh, Lord Samvrar has never been accused of doing anything illegal, but when illegal things happen, Lord Samvrar's name is often often comes up somehow. There's always some connection, whether it's uh, 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 a you know a, a big uh, heist, whether it's a smuggling operation, whether it's some kind of political skull duggery, um, Lord Samvrar is a known quantity. I gratefully accept one of the pouches. Biff pulls out his business card and says, "I wouldn't even give you this," and slides it back underneath his cuff. Uh, I'm going to take one of the pouches because I like money. Okay. Uh, I elected not to take a history roll, so I don't know who this person is. Um, um, I was like, we do have important things to take care of. Can How I, long would this meeting take? Oh, not long, sir. Not long at all. My master just wants the briefest, the quickest of words. And he shakes the little bags again. They make, Still they make takes none of it. Sorry? Do they make coin noises? Yeah, it does make coin. I mean, you took a bag. You can open it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, can, I can tell it's coin and probably yeah. valuable. There yeah. are 10 gold pieces in there. Ooh. I'll take a bag and I'll say, I'll hear what he has to say. Biff still doesn't take anything. Please step this way, gentlemen. And he gives you a, a look, Biff, and then closes his hand. Uh, so so uh, Korlash, Barash, and Kra, you are all ten gold pieces richer. Yay! Put that on the uh, sheet. If do you go with them, or do you stubbornly choose to stay here? I follow them because okay. I want to hear. It's right. information. Biff loves knowing. Um, knowing things is good. We're here. Um, Biff loves knowing things. So you travel deeper into the camp, and you know, as mentioned before. Most of the tents here are pretty, you know, they're built of scorched sailcloth, old blankets, you know, whatever anyone had. Um, 
and then you reach this line, this cordon of soldiers, and they are they are armed to the teeth. Their armor, you know, they are wearing full sets of armor, and it is burnished to a gleam. You know, they are shining, and they've got a sigil on the breastplate, and it is nothing like the sigil you've seen on any of Nora's soldiers. Uh, they are they've got a completely different um, uh, mark on their chest. Um, and uh, anyone want to inquire on that, by the way, before we move on? Um, you don't have to. Well, uh, sorry, I, I actually missed that because somebody was talking to my ear. Yeah, um, I'll try. I'll so try. They're, they're shiny. On this one. Okay. Uh, yeah, they're wearing a shiny sigil. Where where are we? While he's rolling, I I was not here. Uh, sorry. Uh, you've been you've been brought deeper into the camp, and you're crossing a bunch of grubby, you know broken down tents, and then you reach a cordon uh, of soldiers, and they're wearing ah. full armor. It's burnished. It's gleaming. It's complete. Uh, they're armed, and the sigil on their armor is nothing like the sigil on the armor of, of Nora's guards. Right. Can okay. I make a history check? You can all make me um, make me a straight-up intelligence check. Uh, I will do that, because now, now Barrage cares. Uh, I rolled a 12. Okay. My intelligence is... I rolled an 8, but I get a plus 4. Yep, that's 12. Uh, my intelligence is plus 1, so 1d20 plus 1. I rolled a 19. Okay. Um, that'll that'll do. Um, you... I mean, you're a mercenary, right, Barash? Yes. You know these guys. These are the Obsidian Sentinels. Ooh. They're a private mercenary company. They're skilled. They're ruthless. And they are, and this is very important, extremely expensive. Ooh. Uh, you know, this is... You know, if two lords are, are fighting a, a, a private army, you know, fighting, fighting a private war, they still probably can't afford the Obsidian Sentinels. These guys, like, every one of them is pulling down thousand gold a week kind of oh. thing these are these are high rolling and they are extremely deadly and there's got to be 40 of them here that's a lot of money yeah yeah 40 maybe 50 you're, it's hard to count um and and the the, the green coated servant leads you through uh, uh leads you through uh through this cordon um and on the other side is an enormous tent, and it is it is clean. It is it is weirdly shaped, like this is a tent with rooms on it. Uh, uh, you know, if you've ever gone camping and you've seen like rich people, uh, it's like that, but but bigger. Someone is is living in this thing. It might even have a second story, for all you can tell. Um, it is big and um, very clean, and he, he leads you inside. You enter. What is likely the most lavish tent you have ever seen? Thick Dwaltzian carpets hide the tent floor. Brazier, braziers, 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 oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> braziers burn sweet incense. Incense, while tapestries on the walls depict scenes of magnificent cities and lush wilderness. These tapestries are so lifelike you could almost mistake them for portraits to the fantastic worlds they display. In one corner of the tent, a half-elf in a silk caftan plays soothing tunes on a hammered dulcimer, 
at the far end of the room, seated on a lush throne of pillows, is a, um, I'm going to say creature here, is a creature draped in enough rich brocade fabrics to open a market stall. He waves you over. Um, and I said creature there because we changed the race for the SRD, and I can't remember the spelling. Um, Cameron, what's, uh, the, what's the third way? starts with an L. La Conza. La Conza, thank you. La Conza. Um, I wrote it in the chat for spelling. You? Thank you. Thank you. Let me find my copy here and get a proper La Conza descriptor for you. Yeah, I'm just going to Google doing, it, right? Yeah, it won't pull up anything. This is it's the a, yeah, it is much like the Baranchi, the beetle person that I'm playing. It is another new race for the uh, camp, uh, module. Very oh, nice. there's a steelwork manufacturing company called the Cars, huh? <laughs> Interesting. Yes, it's apparently located in San Andreas. San Andreas, wow, okay. Your um, cat is very talkative. That would be... Uh, Oh, you know what, actually? But oh, it's not time for their late-night snack. They'll be fine. They'll be fine? Okay. Yes. Um, so, Laconsa, um, uh, they look a little similar to, 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 a little, a little similar to Craw, in that they're both kind of an insectoid. Yeah, the guy in this room is, is enormous. Like he is... Yeah, uh, at least uh, he, in the original version, he's a turtle. So ah, okay. he's just a big round guy. I'm not allowed to make him a turtle anymore. So ah, I um, call bullshit on this. I want a yeah. turtle. I demand it. I, However, so I. take it up with the Yeah. I'll take it to um, the highest D&D court. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, instead, he's a Lacanza now, which is fine. And he has these, his, his so Lacanza have these tentacles coming off the side of his side of their heads. These are like they're larger, they're thicker than than you know Biff's head. They are just enormously heavy. There's a heaviness to him. It's not necessarily corpulent. It he's wearing so many fabrics that you can't mm. tell what his you know he could be ripped under there. Yeah, um, we, and we he is just tell. yeah he is just. Just spread all over these pillows, and he waves you over. Um, Brave adventurers, he says. My agents tell me that our noble leader tasked you with performing a little service for them. Mm. Sit, please, sit. I'm Jeff. afraid we don't have time to sit. I was told this would be quick. Ah, I don't know about you. I'm willing to listen. I'll have it. Biff stays standing. Yeah. Uh, Barash um, Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. You are as fascinating a collection of people as can be imagined. Ah. Craw. Tales of your prowess have already reached me in the fight against the bandits. And Barash. The... Hmm. This is this is me, the DM, pausing, not him. Yeah, um, yep. I, have to, I have to. I have to remember the damn fight. Uh, <laughs> he got I an got arrow in him. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you. I lit a guy's face right? on fire yeah, yeah. first. The way the flames leapt from your hand raised the hearts of every spirit here in this camp. 
and Biff, your skill with disarming japery has already brought laughter to people who thought who would never hear it again. And you, Lord Korsh, I am humbly honored to have such a high personage in my tent. And he claps his hand, and these servants in green and gold come out, and they, they lay before you trays of, like, it's food. And it is, there's enough there for, like, every person to eat five times their body weight. Oh. There's jellied swan's necks. There's ambergris on abalone. There's stuffed dormice. There are... Uh, in, there's an entire suckling pig that is just bursting with saffron rice. Uh, the, the smell of this food, it is an abundance. And, uh, uh, you know, giving the starving people outside, some of you may find it a little obscene. I'll help myself to some of the yeah, pig. But Barash doesn't find it obscene. Yeah. Cra what do you have to say to Korash? I'm going to have some of the pig and rice. Okay. Yeah, it is. Mm. Biff clears his throat and goes, <clears throat> could I have a doggy bag to take for later? <laughs> but of course, Master Littlefoot. Oh, now is not the time, but In I fact, have heard tell. People <laughs> this large individual that I ride starving. Yeah, you're going to carry it out to them. That's what you're going to do. I have heard tell of the breathtaking nature of your shows. Perhaps another time you'd be willing to put on such a show for me. Cross going to pick up one of the platters and turn and walk out of the tent. <laughs> please, please, Master Craw. Of course, such food. I share all my wares with the starving people outside. It's just honored guests have right of first refusal. Consider it refused. And then I walk outside. Barash has his mouth full of food. I'm not yeah. There are... Um, <laughs> Kral, you walk outside and your way is blocked by four obsidian sentinels. Biff walks over to Kral and taps him and is like... That involves going outside the tent. Do you want to do that? No, nah, actually, you know what? Biff takes this opportunity to walk up closer to, uh, what's his name again? Lord Samvar. Lord Samvar. He pulls out a deck of cards and says, pull a card, any card. Don't pull oh, a card. I really shouldn't, but... And he takes a card. Biff really wants to know what card he pulled. Uh-huh. So he starts reshuffling his deck. Mm -hmm. Counts all the cards that are in there. So it's reshuffling uh, yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going to need to make a sleight of hand check because you're doing a magic trick. I know, but I need him to put the card back on the deck. Yeah, let's assume he does. I don't. I'm not the magician here, man. So let's assume he does that. Fair. Uh, uh, That's give me a dexterity. Of, yeah, give me a sleight of hand check. Yeah. So, oh, I got a plus four for that. Yeah. <clears throat> Fifteen plus four. Okay, that's a nineteen. Uh, you you hold it up and go. Is this your card? And he he puts a hand over his mouth in 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 shock. Oh, it is even more magnificent a performance than I was informed. I shall have to reprimand my spies most severely for failing to to express to me 
the beauteous dexterity of your fingers as they dance across the cards. But please, please, good people, I have but a service to ask of you. Um, and you craw outside the yeah. four soldiers standing there saying, could you please go back inside, mate? <laughs> I can go back inside after I give this food to the people in need. And then the guy looks to three of his companions. Sure is mighty good looking food there. I don't think any of us have eaten. It can go well to help in our need. I'm going to feed the women, children, and wounded first. You're going to go back inside first, sir. I'm not fight, trained fight, in... Fight, fight, fight. <laughs> Biff follows him outside. No, I think you're doing your card trick. This is, this yeah. is happening simultaneously. <laughs> if your boss wants my ear, he's going to let me do this first. And do you have any idea how them, many starving children are in this camp? One of them unsheaths a dagger at his um at his waist and just kind of tosses it lightly in the air um and says if our boss wants your ear, I'll just get it for him. I stand at my full like six foot ten height and uh -huh. look down at him <laughs> and say Try it, little man. Wait, are you also six foot ten? Yeah, Baranchi are pretty big. I'm exactly six foot ten. Okay. Um, I will make an untrained intimidate check. <laughs> sure thing. Uh, Eighteen. That's pretty solid. Eighteen. Okay. Um, wasn't really prepared for this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I sent you my sh like a picture of the sh of my sheet. Yeah, yeah, my I know. Single minded. Um, and he catches the dagger, and he grunts and shoves it back in his sheath, and says, "You got ten seconds, and then we drag you back in." I uh walk past with the tray and i'm sure i don't have to go far to find a bunch of refugees yeah, who look just like they outside need food. yeah you just like hand and it I over just, the cordon yeah hand the entire tray over to them and say make sure the children get to eat okay and then you hurry back in i don't hurry but then i walk back in <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh, uh yeah samper coolest dude around yeah samvar just grins at you cheerfully like this is the most noble and delightful act he's seen in ages and, and gestures for you to take a seat. Uh, Barash is still pigging at I will sit. horrible table manners. <laughs> and, and I will like grab a small... Away bones and... I'll grab a small <laughs> amount of food from one of the remaining trays and set looking... it just inside the opening of, uh, of Chomper's nest. Biff is looking at the card that he pulled. 
because Biff's a little superstitious. Mm-hmm. He's drawing uh, a little deeper meaning from it. We now, is that. this is this a what kind of um, what kind of card did what was it say a a playing card deck or like a tarot card deck? <clears throat> playing card deck. Okay. One second. Um, it was the ten of diamonds. Biff doesn't forget that and puts the deck away. Biff will remember this. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Flashes in the corner. Yeah. Um, uh, so, my good people, what is it that the yokels have promised you as a reward for helping them? Oh, you know, the usual fame, money, fortune, a new cape. <laughs> Fortune. Surprisingly, that does sum it up. Money from the Great Forge Treasury, I presume? Mm, Yes, quite. And he laughs. (laughs) There's an issue with that, I'm afraid. Half the Great Forge Treasury was looted in the city's death throes. The other half lies entombed and buried beneath the 10,000 tons of ruin and rubble out there. No reward exists for you, nor ever will. The yokels have sold you a bill of goods worth less than the charred scrap of paper. I have no doubt it was scribbled on. Well, that just figures. My royal patron, however, Prince Keps Macklin, he and I lack for nothing. I can reward you beyond your wildest dreams if you'll give your service to him through me. I'm sold. I'm listening. Take their plans. Lady Nora wishes to gather who she can and leave the city behind. She's known as a brave warrior, but this is a strangely cowardly act when such a beast still stands there on our very doorstep. Have you ever seen the beast get wounded? That leads me to my next point. Lord Garvin's plan is equally foolish. The army that rose out to meet him was crushed in an instant. This thing is as large as it is deadly. The smart thing to do would be to tame it. Think about it. Imagine having such a weapon at your disposal. Local kingdoms and empires would sell themselves to possess it. Enemies would fall in an instant, knowing such a threat can come your way. It would make you the most powerful man in the world. Oh, not I. Not I. And not even Prince Macklin. I and he work only for the betterment of palace itself. You would be aiding the kingdom with a service such as none this kingdom has ever seen. I'll pass. Krog goes to leave. Sign me up! Where do I sign? Biff shakes his head and says, Pass. Surely, Lord Corlash, you would want your people used to the best of your abilities. Surely you would agree we should tame this beast. How would you plan to tame such a creature? What are (laughs) your desires? (laughs) Sorry. Lord Samvar's cat is very talkative. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, finish your finish your question again. 
how would you propose to tame such a beast? Do you have any idea what it desires? I am not yet sure of its desires, but I am certain it can be tamed. And he claps his hands again, and one of the tapestry rises, and beyond it is a rack with manacles. And hanging from those manacles is a, is a dead halfling in purple robes, which has a, a red sigil painted on the breast. And, and Sanfara continues, A gang of these robed degenerates appeared in Greyforge several weeks ago, proclaiming that their god would soon strike down our wicked city. At the time, we ignored them, and error in judgment, I must admit, my agents found this one and a few compatriots looting in the city only yesterday. These cultists killed four good soldiers, and this unfortunate here managed to die without talking. Disgraceful. And he takes Quite. a long drink from the Golden Goblet. Harbinger did not fall upon Greyford by chance. I say it was summoned here by these evil souls who can control this beast. Their mysticism doesn't frighten me, and nor should it you. As I have proven, they are only flesh and blood, and die as any other life form might. Find me their secrets. Show me how to tame this beast, and I will make you richer than you could even comprehend. Uh, Can I do like Rosh's eyes are going to go really, really dilated now? Well, the one good pupil, anyway. Can Biff do like an investigation check on the body? See if there's anything that stands uh, out? Yeah, you can. I shall do that. Where is... Oh, investigation. There we go. 22 plus 4. Oof, shit. Okay. Wow. <laughs> um, all right. I will say with that, you know one, he's dead. Uh, two... Um, even though the robes cover most of his body, there's enough signs on the neck, uh, certainly to the fingers. Uh, he was tortured to death, um, or at the very least tortured and then died, and they are probably connected in some way. Um, there's still heavy bruising uh, on the cheeks, um, and one eye is so... Uh, uh, um, uh, damage that it was completely clouded, you know, completely uh, swollen up. Um, you don't recognize the sigil, um, and the quality of the cloth. Uh, it's it's a very. Um, it's not well dyed, and the manufacturer of the cloth is is clean but rustic. So this is, um, this is not a a. I mean. Industrial good is probably not the right word, but this is a uh, this is a a more amateur uh, uh, constructed of robe and not something expensive like say Sam Rar is wearing. Biff just looks up and asks, "How did I again?" Failure to talk. I'm done here. So and Biff just walks out. Okay, Crawl, you're also walking out. Why do people keep doing yeah. that? Corlash? <laughs> uh, I'm intrigued by this. Um, mm -hmm. And I do want to learn more. Will you take my offer then? 
Lord Cormash, you and your people? The dragonborn here seems eager to expand his well of knowledge. Oh, more than eager, it. my lord, more than eager. I yep. brim with zeal and need to complete this most sacred and noble task. Yes, I will take this task on. Very good. And one more clap of the fingers, and that, that green servant who got you here initially comes over, um, and he's holding uh, uh, four packs, and uh, uh, he, he offers them to you. Um, and and has it, he holds up, Samber holds up one hand and, and says, two members of your party seem somewhat recalcitrant. You can keep them in line, my lord? I shall. Excellent. And uh, Samvar holds out his hand, and the packs are given to you. And um, uh, in there, for each of you, you'll find some tools I think you might uh, uh, find useful. <laughs> There's also 20 gold pieces each for expenses. And as well, you'll find in those packs three flares. Once you've seized control of the beast, signal me. Very well. Then good luck. You're doing this kingdom. I do not even have the words to, prave, to praise the nobility of what it is you are setting out to do. Uh, my, my lord, if, if I may interject. <laughs> of um, course, noble dragonborn. If I am going to represent your great and noble house and its interests, perhaps I should not be clad in such primitive finery? Uh, a change of clothing, perhaps, and cape to sweeten the deal? He looks at you for a long moment, a smile playing on his lips. Then he says, it will, of course, be the completion of this service that will show your devotion to the needs of the royal family. But, hmm, at the very least, one such as yourself should not be permitted to walk abroad and not show the mark of distinction for the brave and noble character that you are. And he he raises a hand, and a servant comes forward and removes one of his long, stylish silken wrappings, and they, they rush it over to you, and, and, um, and out of another, uh, another tent flap, uh, someone, someone rushes over, and very quickly, they take this long silk wrapping, and they stitch a clasp to it, and within moments, you're wearing a fine cape. In uh, what color do you want, by the way? Uh, would, blue. Would you like? Yeah, it is blue. Nice. Yeah, it is blue, and it's got gold. Um, little gold stars have been sewn into it, and it's 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 smooth like silk, but it feels very sturdy. Ah, thank you, thank you, my lord. You are both magnanimous and generous. I shall be certain, most certain. Uh, I'm I'm bowing and sort of backing away to complete this task that you have chosen to entrust to me and, of course, my noble compatriots. Can I ask a question? Just out of character for a second. Are yep. you just a dragonborn Starscream? <laughs> I might be now. 
when he <laughs> this is that's an amazing question when he when they put the cape on were they able to see his chest you weren't in the room damn it <laughs> i was hoping someone's gonna ask about out. the card you walked out this you don't get to ask that kind of question um uh Korlash, do you have anything further you wish to say um nope i will do you want the, the recipe for the pig and rice or no you're good oh no, no. <laughs> okay i'm not much the, jell the jellied eel sit swan's necks maybe no nope. i was partial to the swan's necks my lord <laughs> just go find the others and uh give them each a pack and tell them yeah. what we're going to do uh okay and what do you tell them I tell them that we're going to attempt to tame the creature and we're going to look for more uh, of these cultists in the city while we're doing the other jobs. And if we find them, we're going to get information from them for how to make that beast ours. All right. Um, I am. Let's see, it's almost 10 30. I will just. Uh, what do you say if I just do the last little page here and we'll round up at the end of the prologue? Sound yeah. good for everyone? Yeah. Sure. All right. Yeah. Um, uh, you depart the refugee camp with no further interruptions. On the horizon, Greyforge smolders in splendid desolation. The fires that consumed it all through the night continue to cremate the city south of the river, whilst the odd crash marks the collapse of yet another building. No movement can be detected from your vantage point. The city seems deserted. In the distance, Harbinger simply looms, a mobile mountain. It is it is paused in its neck in his <clears throat> it is paused in its nest making and stares somewhere southwards. Is it considering its next move? Digesting its victims? Totally devoid of thought? No way to tell. You cannot shake the feeling of anticipation. It hangs heavy in the air with the smoke and dust. Something, somewhere, is about to happen. The world is holding its breath. But for what, you do not know. And I think we'll call it there. Excellent. And next time around, I'll, I'll give you a proper Ms. Harbinger. Oh, that, that was really good, though. I enjoyed that a lot. Good, glad. That I'm, was fine. I, haven't no, done DMing ages. Yeah, thanks for DMing. Yes. Um, Thank you very much, James. You're very yeah. welcome.